Rahul Kohli. Just on Sorry? On I know. So. On Skype and now Mavericks. Um, so, uh, anything else from social media? Other than obviously lovely people donating money. Well, when I picked up my phone earlier to take a photograph of you just as the sun was rising, I had like 57 notifications on my phone. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh dear. That's going to be a fun couple of hours. <laughs> well, um, David. Um, well, you're David. Mom, no. <laughs> uh, he's just asking morning guys how are you doing so, tired tired yeah, yeah. struggling <laughs> tired struggling yeah um, just Rough. just just trying to power through and I've got to stop drinking now because the sun's come up so mm. you know yeah, that's, right. you know and the lovely gentleman who showed us the progress of his panel of his page that he was drawing yeah um, says fuck yeah amaretto sours <laughs> <laughs> I love I love all the love for amaretto sours. <laughs> They're so good. And do you know what's the best thing about them? Is they put an egg white in it and everybody goes, what? Uh, it's the best. What? No, it's the best. It makes it's it not. frothy on top. It's not. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's not. And I think also Jose Fix answered the questions of the competition. Oh, which one? Oh. I, I can't remember. <laughs> well, what answer did he give? And then I'll be able to tell you which competition it was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he said the answer criminal intelligence that is that is the correct answer and it oh, was the mm, it's actually it's actually central intelligence oh, oh yeah you're right it, it was it's central intelligence oh. but if he's the only person that has answered then I, I would say I would say it's close enough to be, for him to be a winner in my book yeah that'll do cool uh, I forgot what the prize was for that I, I, yeah but. Um, it was the um, book by um, uh, something Carey. Mike? Mike Carey. Mariah? Go. Mariah Carey. Yes. Oh, no, that's the next prize. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call Luke. Uh, can we, uh, can I switch with you? Is my phone still there charging? I should be fully charging. That can charge in the same. Trubby. Yeah. Hello. Bonjour, my friends. How are you? Good morrow, sir. Cream crackered. <laughs> hey, Barry, how are you? Uh, tired. You know, no, Barry, you actually sound a lot more like... When I tuned in this afternoon, your throat sounded a lot more raw than it does now, so you actually sound more awake with it. Do I? Yeah. He's, uh, he's, been, he's been on the tot, so he's feeling fine. It's quite funny because... Um, my uh, my wife has just texted me. Hello, Sue, if you're still listening, and <laughs> and obviously she was obviously listening to the conversation about Batman v Superman, and she said Batman shoes was still was still shit though. <laughs> <laughs> she had this whole she had this whole thing. We went to see it. She came out and she was just like, I don't get it. Why are Batman why why were Batman's shoes so shit? Because he's wearing this whole you know the whole metallic armor thing. So like, yeah. well, he's, why was his shoes so shit? I'm like, I don't know. They were pretty shit now that I think about it. I, 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 I didn't really take a good look, to be honest. Anyway, uh, segue. Luke, how goes it, sir? So, what were you saying about me that I sound more like coherent or some nonsense like, like that? You, like, you sound less tired now than you did, like, at, well, it would have been about 3 p.m. my time, so it was about 8 p.m. your time. Right. So, so it's, yeah, I think uh, you've, got, you've got your final, uh, you've got your second or third win. I'm, I, think, I think I'm on probably like my sort of fifth or sixth wind now see now I think I've just come out of a wind and gone down into a sag like a sag like whatever the opposite of a wind is on that I'm knackered. Okay. I thought you were going to say gone down into a slag. I was like, you're not a slag state. Don't let no one, don't, don't let anyone say, who's, who's going to call you that? Don't let people say that to you. That's wrong. I won't. All right. So, um, 
before we get started, we're going to do this properly this time, like like proper professionals. So, Luke, who are you? Well, I know your name anyway, but what is it you do for the people at home? I am Luke Foster, and I am a cartoonist of a number of different things. Um, I currently do the... um, the Patreon comic Supernatural Suburbs, which is uh, a weekly dark comedy about uh, ghosts making jokes about death, sex, politics, and crime, and whatever else I feel like doing. Uh, since most of my work is pretty all ages, I use this one to really just say whatever the heck I want, which mm-hmm. is why it's behind a Patreon paywall. Nice. And, uh, thanks. And I also uh, I just did a um, 20-page one-shot comic called Dr. Banana's Monkey Magician. Uh, <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I uh, had a fir- my first small print run at Heroes Con uh, a few weeks ago, and I sold out of it, and uh, I'm very happy with the response. So I'm going to be printing more, and I'm working on doing a few more issues of it. Cool. And also, if you're still wearing those Hawaiian shirts, I think if they do a reboot of Magnum, you should play Sun. <laughs> that is the nicest thing anyone's ever told me. <laughs> Yes, I'm totally wearing a Hawaiian shirt right now because I live in the South now and it's always hot. Boom. That's the one takeaway where every every time I see Luke, which isn't that often, Mm. it's always a Hawaiian shirt. I always think that guy should play a Magnum Sun. That's my my biggest takeaway. Nice. Yeah, Yeah. the last time I saw you was in um, 2012. It's like four years now. Really? That long? Was was that for... I want to say that was for Birmingham, wasn't it? Bristol. Bristol. Was it Bristol? Yeah, because I didn't see him that time. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I I saw you at Birmingham a couple of years before that. Okay, yeah. Stacey last. When you got rip roaringly drunk. Who? Oh, that doesn't narrow it down. No, no I was going to say, <laughs> hey, who are you talking to? Luke and got bi- rip roaringly oh, okay, drunk. Right, I had okay. to escort him back to his hotel room. That doesn't really narrow it down. Though. Not in a sexy way, just in a escort you <laughs> in a friendly. I don't want you to die on the streets of Birmingham way. You seem to be. You seem to have done that quite a bit for people, just escort you. <laughs> Well, you say that, but not really, because with Nick, I literally just sat next to him until Mike said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna take him home," and I was like, "That's gravy. I'm gonna go and dance." Okay. <laughs> and, and I really appreciate you keeping me from dying. Yeah, because um, I felt a bit bad that the fact that when when Luke came to Birmingham, um, two things happened that made me feel bad. The first one was that I, I sort of. As I picked him up from the airport, it wasn't really the case because I don't drive, so I got a train to the airport and, and helped him get a train back to Birmingham. Um, but he almost immediately got almost run over by a person on a bicycle uh, on a on a bit of like pedestrian pavement. Um, and then I had to go, I had to leave him to his own devices for like two hours while I went to sign on to the doll. <laughs> That's okay, because I got up to mischief and shenanigans. (laughs) He did. I left him in the science museum. Uh, But I felt really bad about it because I really fucking hated signing on to the doll. It's grim, man. It's grim. And you just, you spend like 25 minutes waiting there for somebody to just then walk up to you and go, have you applied for any jobs? And you go, yeah. And they go, okay, cool. We'll pay you the money this week. And then that's the end of that. And I'm like, I know. I I did sign on for three years. It's shit, isn't it? Yeah, it's not fun. It's uh, pretty soul destroying. You can do it all online over here now. Oh, oh. That'd be so useful. Fucking America. <laughs> <laughs> America does do some crazy things, but that one seems quite sensible. Yeah, it does seem quite sensible to me. Mm. So, um, do you know, I just started off by saying so, um, and suddenly I had no question to back that up. <laughs> and I'm not, I, I, uh, I just noticed that I was literally just staring into space. <laughs> so... <laughs> 
just just proper monging. So, <laughs> so like we've now been going for like uh, twenty hours and um, forty-one minutes. Um, so, oh, Luke, do you have any questions for us whilst we think of questions for you? Because, like, yeah, yeah. Are you full-blown hallucinating yet? Because uh, I'm fully expecting it by the end of this conversation. It's. I feel like it's on my horizon. Um, do I look weird? I feel like I look weird. <laughs> well, I'm, work, I'm working on the basis it's going to be like a whole beautiful <sighs> mind scenario. I'm gonna, suddenly going to realise that actually Mike has been here for the whole time. It's actually a figment of our imagination and isn't yeah. really here. No. Oh, no. And no. I've actually been getting up and getting my own drinks and putting my own stuff on to charge and it's not Mike at all because <laughs> he's not here. Um, I'm hoping that's not the case because otherwise I'm in a whole world of trouble. Yeah. It'll be hilarious if you wake up and realize this whole conversation was a dream. You've just been snoring into the mic for like two hours. No, my problem. <laughs> no, my problem would be is if I wake up and realize this was all a dream, and actually this is actually Thursday, and, this, and I've still got to do this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because in my book, that's a fucking nightmare. Not that you know, not like spending time with you hasn't been fun. No, it's, <laughs> <laughs> see that's what it's got to now. In the last sort of couple of hours, we're just gonna start losing our it's shit. Getting salty. Like, oh, fuck <laughs> fuck this podcast I'm done um, uh, Poor Alcohol uh, yes. Yeah It's just a nice fight Yeah <laughs> It's going to get all Star Trek Those like giant cotton buds Yeah I know some things that happened before I was born See Yeah 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 What we've established is that anything pre Pre-90s is just pointless mentioning to Stace because she's just going to go blank. That's what, I, that's what I, that's my takeaway. Yeah. Um, We've learnt some things about each other and one of them is that I am shit. <laughs> no, that's not true. What we've learnt is Stace is shit on the 80s. That is it. Yeah. What have you learnt, Stace? I've learnt, um, I don't know, that, that a lot of bourbon is bad <laughs> and, that, and that drinking it neat is probably also bad. Right. Um, and also... Uh, that these chairs were a mistake. These, it's got to be said, these are the most uncomfortable chairs in yeah, all man. of Christendom. Yeah, man. Um, the thing was, is I actually planned, well, I say planned ahead, I tried to plan ahead for this and I actually asked a few people if they wouldn't mind donating like swivelly comfy chairs, like office chair style things to the to the show for like the day and they were like, yeah, yeah, we'll bring them round, we'll pick them up later, it'll be gravy and then I forgot to organise the bringing of them round and the picking up of them later. So what we're left with is these wooden fuck faces that are ruining my buthole. I love the fact that, but she's put she's put cushions on them. Um, okay, I was going to ask. And and to be fair, that has kind of alleviated some of the. I mean, um, only mildly. Only mildly, but I, I mean, can't feel you know. my left butt cheek. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what that's, that's nothing's going to happen out of that, but that's great. By cushions, do you mean just like? Like chair cushions? Yeah, like ones that I stole off of the sofa that we have upstairs. You know, you could use um, bed pillows. These are big and puffy and Well, see, I tried those last time when we did the show with Jenny. Right. And they were not a good idea. Weren't they? Because they kept sliding off the chair, and sometimes we'd slide off the chairs with them. Oh, okay. <laughs> Occasionally, we'd suddenly realise we were halfway under the kitchen table, and, and like, to, oh shit! And to be fair, yeah, to be fair, the sheer uncomfortableness of the chairs has helped quite a bit. Keep you awake, mm, yeah, yeah, it's good, I, isn't it? I think that if, if that was my plan, because I'm looking at that sofa, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, it was. Um, I'm look. I can see the sofa like mocking me. Yeah, it's just giving me the funny but look. I know if I'd been if we'd been doing it sitting over in that sofa, we would have lasted about what well, I would have lasted about three hours. 
I swear to God, if you Look, if you lie the see, fuck down, I will come over there and I will end Ma- you. Like for the listener, Mike is just lounging on one of our sofas now because we have two just to make this even worse. If this was my house, just, I, I would have thrown that bottle. He's just draping himself over it like a slut. Just <laughs> How are you, Luke? <laughs> Give a guy an iPhone, tell him to do some social media. Thinks he's God. Do you know Fucking hell. <laughs> well, I'm having the most entertaining hour in time, that's for sure. And it's only, what, four minutes in, five minutes? Wow, I'm glad someone oh, is. Gosh. Yeah. I um, I really hope that I get over this by the time I talk to Mike Allred, because I really don't want to spend my entire time just going, my butt hurts. Yeah, yeah, you might want to find a different tact or a couple of other questions or something. Yeah. Does your butt hurt too? <laughs> yeah. Mine does, but he's probably going to say no. Uh, uh, push I'm guessing I'd like to think he's going to say no yeah I'm delirious man yeah so um Luke you've done it again I know oh wow properly um like comics what are you reading what what are you loving what are you not loving go Uh, I'm going to eat a biscuit I literally just finished um, like 15 minutes before I signed on reading DC The New Frontier for the first time in my life I'm embarrassed to say Mm. or by um, Darwin Cook I'll yeah. That. Wow. You yeah, know, I'd never read it before. And then he passed away, and I felt terrible. And I'm like, I gotta get this and read it in his honor. And I did, and it was amazing. It was. I've got um, New Frontier as an absolute edition. Mm. Um, I love the absolute edition. Yeah, my wife bought it for me, and I read it. I had the. Um, I was off work with the flu, and um, I sat and read it. Like, on, the, I couldn't lie in bed because I was so ill. So I was on the floor lying and reading it, and um, it was awesome. Yeah. Not not the flu part, but the new frontier <laughs> bit was awesome. Yeah. So no, good. So good. Yeah, it was beautiful. I'm glad I finally got myself got myself a copy and read it. Um You, you should um you should watch the um animated version. That's yeah, actually no, I've, I've I've heard that. It's actually really good. Um I've also been reading um the since uh DC Rebirth started, I've only I've got I've got a few books on my pull list, but the only one that's come out yet is Batman. And I am really loving it. Um, it's by Tom King. He's one of my favorite writers. And uh, it's, like, I don't know if you've read his, like, his Vision or his Omega Men, but those are really dense, really complicated works. And, and Batman is more of a, uh, it's definitely more streamlined, uh, kind of, str- I'm not trying to say it's, like, a simpler book, but it's it's definitely, like, it's pure Batman. Right. It's really amazing. <laughs> um, so I'm really digging that. And uh, from Marvel, uh, one of my favorite books is The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Oh, um, I love yeah. that. book is just nonstop fun and just laugh out loud moments. Um, and uh, I'm reading, uh, again, I'm reading The Vision from Marvel. I'm reading all new, all different Avengers. Um, uh, Spider-Gwen I'm reading uh, for C, from, indep- from small press and independent stuff. Uh, I'm reading Sheriff of Babylon from Vertigo. Uh, Southern Bastards, Nailbiter from Image. Nailbiter is amazing. I love that book so much. What's um, what's Nailbiter about? Nailbiter is about this um, this uh, sixteen of the world's worst serial killers all coincidentally came from this one small town in Oregon. And at the beginning of the series, this FBI agent calls up his buddy and says, "I figured out the, the secret of this town," and promptly disappears. So his buddy comes to town, and the sheriff. And one of the serial killers, who was known as the Nailbiter, are all working their own investigations trying to figure out the secret of this town. It's part horror, part mystery, and it's really, really good. I think awesome. I started reading that, oh, and, and I don't know why I stopped. Is it because you hate fun? 
Uh, no, I think it might have been because um, I started getting into... I did a big thing where I decided that I was going to re- catch up with all the Hellboy and BPRD that I'd missed for the last, like, four years. Oh, that, was, okay. that, that was a lot of stuff. And, um, <laughs> and I read it all. Uh, it took me a while. So, nice. yeah, I pretty much everything else just pretty much went on. The, but what are you dancing for? The um, I was singing the Iron Man song in my head. <laughs> the Iron Man song? Yeah, Tony like Stark oh. is a cool exec. He makes you feel... I can't remember it goes now. Uh, Tony Stark is a cool exec. With the heart of steel. As Iron Man. Do, 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 do. Oh, man. A blazing bomber is Iron Man. That's something other is Iron Man. Jazz. <laughs> um, I mentioned briefly earlier the the, t- the the cartoon show Pickle and Peanut, uh, and I'm not sure if either of you are uh, aware of this as a thing. Um, I've literally recently discovered it, as in I've seen like maybe four or five episodes. Um, and there's one thing that it does that always makes me laugh, which is like it'll have like a close up on something happening. Like for example, there was one where um, an episode yes- yesterday that we watched that Mike and I watched where. Um, one of, I think it was Pickle got a prize from a cereal box or something that turned out to be these like little living creatures, and he had to start taking care of them and being its mom. And there was a bit, there was a bit where uh, Peanut was like sort of trying to hug one and like sort it out, and it zoomed in, and then this whisper in the background just went maternal instincts, and I was crying. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw, and it does that a lot. Like it'll be like. Uh, just zooming in on something and then whispering something vaguely. Like, there's a part where one of them throws up into the mouth of a bird and it's like, nutrients, kind of gross. Is this an American show? It's a, it's a Disney one, so I don't, I don't know if you guys... Did, did say Disney? Yeah, it's a Disney one, because we were... Um, I put an episode of Gravity Falls on uh, and was talking about Pickle and Peanut at the time, and then it came on next and I was like, ah, oh, fortuitous <laughs> timing. Uh, and there was a whole episode about... Um, these the kids uh, that live near Pickle and Peanut getting into falconry and they had a falcon off. <laughs> it was wonderful. <laughs> um, it's really weird. Well, I was just going to say it's really weird, and if you like really weird things, you should probably you should probably watch it. I do like really weird things. Um, Hulu actually put a bunch of the Disney cartoons on uh, on, on Hulu uh, like last week or the week before. Uh, Gravity Falls being one of them. I haven't watched that one yet, but I did, I did watch um, the whole first season of Star vs. the Forces of Evil. Hmm. Um, it's basically like, you know, like the magical girl thing from, from Japanese shows like Sailor Moon or like Magic Knight's Ray Earth, stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of an American kind of homage of and slight, you know, slight parody of. And it's a, basically this girl named Star Butterfly who's a princess of another dimension comes to Earth to live as a foreign exchange student because... She can't control her magic. And okay. So uh, her best friend, the, the one of the kids who lives in the house with her, um, is a martial arts expert. And so um, they uh, alternate between uh, battling the forces of evil and just having uh, high school wacky hijinks. Nice. I like the sound of that. I'm it's gonna, pretty good. I'm going to do a sick one. We lost the words there. Amazing armor is Iron Man. Amazing armor is Iron Man. Jazz. So as 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 you were. 
that's the Iron Man theme. <laughs> there was, I remember the uh, Captain America one about throwing his mighty shield. When Captain America Michael throws his mighty shield, shield. all those, those that chose to oppose his shield must yield. For the red the and the white and the blue, blue country, when Captain America throws his mighty shield. Jazz. <laughs> you know, somewhere I can somewhere I can picture Dave listening to this and just kind of shaking his head and laughing. <laughs> or, I know, and if Dave immediately cancelling the uh, Geek Syndicate feed. If they, if, if Dave is shaking his head and laughing, you know you're in trouble. Mm. <laughs> it's no missing. It's like you've hit rock bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <sighs> What were we talking about? <laughs> we were talking about cartoons we like in comics and stuff I'm reading. And I asked, I, I controversially asked if you hated fun, and then we talked about um, yeah. PRD. Mm-hmm. And then um, Barry started singing and we got distracted. Sorry. Yeah, that's true. That's what I do. That's am. okay. I, I'm, not, I'm not criticizing. I'm just okay. summing up the last five, few minutes. <laughs> so, <sighs> so I've read a really cool uh, prose book. It's, it's not a comic book, but it definitely would appeal to comic folk. Ooh. Uh, it's called I Am Princess X. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a YA novel. Uh, it's about these, is, um, uh, these two girls, um, made this comic, uh, called Princess X, where one of them wrote it and the other one drew it. And then, uh, the girls were best friends and, uh, the girl who drew it died in a car accident. And then a few years later, the other girl is uh, in Seattle where she lives and she starts seeing Princess X stuff around the city and realizes that her best friend may actually be alive. And uh, I got it at the library on Thursday, and I finished reading it this afternoon. Like, I normally keep my books to read during my lunch breaks at work. I'm like, I don't want to stop reading this. This is amazing. And uh, so it was a really good, um, really good mystery novel. I really enjoyed it a lot. Sounds quite epic, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm not, um, I, I think I was saying this earlier in that my attention span is not great. So when I read a prose book, it really has to grab me like... Like immediately, or I'm just never going to go back to it because I. Well, it, it does. It's it's a quick grabber, and what they do, which is really clever, is be, um, they break up the, like some of the storytelling as as the girl is like reading up and, and finding out the, the clues to her friend her friend's death. Um, they break it up with actually the comic pages of Princess X that's telling the story of what happened. So um, it do, it breaks up with like uh, comic pages every couple of uh, chapters. Mm. Oh, I like the sound of that. Yeah, yeah, me too. So I was just replying to Dave. He was just asking me um, how we were getting on. I just said tired. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's literally all you I've just got. Just reply back a load of random letters. Which I spelled which I spelt wrong. <laughs> on how many occasions? I, I, I was going to say I put so tired, which came as so of tired because <laughs> apparently I spelled it wrong. Um, but yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying. I was trying to think of a good segue to get into um, turtles. To ask Luke if he'd seen the turtles film. Hey Luke, have you seen the turtles film? That's how you do it. Yeah. Uh, no, I have not. Next question. <gasps> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'm just. I don't know. I have. I, I don't. I don't. I'm not a big fan of Michael Bay, so mm-hmm. I don't really pay money to see his movies or see them at all. Fair enough. Fair enough. Can't I can't really know. argue with that no. kind of logic. No. <laughs> I I enjoyed the. Um, I enjoyed the first Transformers movie. Get out. 
no. Why I, couldn't you have said that 20 hours ago? I, I, have, I have. The thing about. Okay, I'm getting into it. The thing about the first Transformers movie is that there is a good movie buried in there. But the problem is, it is, it is it. Sa- surrounded by Shia LaBeouf hamming it up everywhere, a nonsense plot about spectacles, an eBay, intergalactic eBay, locations of all sparks and bollocks. Um, and and a lot of Megan Fox going. Have you seen my cute bottom lately? Isn't it cute <laughs> and bottomy? To do um, it, you don't actually have to show me your bottom. You can just I'm say sorry. that. I had to. There was there had to be actions. Um, okay. And that's the problem with that film. Is to me like I like the idea of like of like the Decepticons coming to Earth because of a thing, let's say an energy source or whatever, and then like they start causing shit. And then, like, you know, humans get involved in as much as, like, the army try and take them on. But then, like, Optimus Prime shows up and he's like, I'm going to save the day because I'm amazing and I'm Optimus Prime, Which don't you? Was. And, um, and then they have actual fights that you can fucking see. Yeah, okay, um, that would enough. be, that would be a good movie. But, um, unfortunately, there was a lot of, like, tits and butt and Shia LaBeouf and I'm not interested. <laughs> 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 you know, when, when, when Barry just said that you were like shaking your rear, your rear just now, I was going to say it's the pop culture parlor after dark. Then I realized it's already sun up over there. I know. Oh, yeah, it's straight up light in here. I don't know why we've still got the kitchen light on, I'll be honest. Yeah, it's, and it's, it actually looks like, it genuinely actually looks like the sun's actually going like, to come up as well yeah, it's and be sunny. Um, but uh, I, no, I, I did. I, I, I viewed Transformers as a disaster movie in more ways than one. But I viewed, I viewed it as a tran- <laughs> you know a disaster movie, and I like disaster mm. movies. That's how I viewed it. Mm. So it was less about a Transformers adaptation than me just watching a disaster movie. Uh, as for Shia Bullocks, I mean, um, mm. when I saw Transformers, he wasn't he hadn't really become Shia Bullocks in my head. He was just a dude in the movie, mm. and I didn't really know him from anything else. So he was just a guy in the movie. Yeah, he was all right, you know. Yeah, so I, I enjoyed it, but then he. You know, he then became Shire Bullets, and then I was just like, "Yeah, well." Yeah. And and Transformers there's no rewatchability factor to me for any of the Transformers. Like, I haven't seen the one with Mark Wahlberg. No, I haven't. Or I've... the one before that, I think, because me and Rich went to the cinema to see the first one and the second one, and the second one was one we probably would have walked out on if we hadn't have paid good money to see. The it. only good bit in the second one is when um, they kill Optimus, Optimus Prime. Pro- yeah, that bit. Like, I almost cried. When I was he... like, "Oh my god, this is horrendous! What is happening?" It's but he pulls out his swords like, I'll take you all on. Yeah. Autobots transform. I'll take you all on. Yeah, that bit is wonderful. awesome. But the rest of that film yeah. is just like a bunch of shit and like toilet jokes and those Just, two, uh, yeah. those it's, two shit robots who are a little bit racist. No, it's, it isn't even a little bit. No, they're straight up racist. Straight up, <laughs> straight up robot racist. Yeah, I've been rushing um, you guys after twenty hours to still come up with new things to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I know. New new rubbish to like moan about. Oh. Yeah. But no, I um I pro- Transformers two is just rubbish. Transformers three, the last twenty minutes of Transformers three, um, is actually pretty decent because there's a whole spe- there's a whole special forces team and they're kind of like after tech Decepticons and that's actually pretty cool. because hmm. um, they do those things, you know those wing those wingsuits, yeah. call them, they do all those and stuff and they like take out their eyes with, with like sniper rifles, it's pretty cool. The rest of the films just pants. Is it the third one or the fourth one that has Dinobots? I think that's the fourth one because I haven't oh. seen that one. I don't remember seeing any dinosaurs in the other ones. Yeah. I cannot believe there are four of those movies already. I know. I know a, isn't there a fifth coming out? There is yes, a fifth. Yes, there is a fifth. Yeah, I think yeah. is it called Ooh, Fall? Hello. Is it called Fallen Knight? Where's this sexy raspy voice come from? Who? Oh. <laughs> oh. She. 
Let, let me have some water. Uh, I, had the, I had that voice about four hours ago. And then I'm you drank right, some whiskey and got all the... Do you know what's weird? It's like, I, I had a couple of texts with people saying, like, I'm listening, I can hear your voices going, you need to be drinking water and stuff. I was like, I am drinking water. And then I was like, you know, fuck's going to have a glass of whiskey. And then it cleared up. And I was like, I've got a second wind as well. But now I can feel the, it's the tickliness, tickliness, tickle, ticky, scratchiness. Um, it's, it's coming back. Uh, it's not even a word, is it? It's not a word, is it? Tickliness. Tickliness. No, I said scratchiness at the end. Is that a word? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. When I was at Heroes Con a few weeks ago, my throat was pretty raw <laughs> after the Saturday of talking. And uh, but let me tell you, uh, a uh, nice bullet whiskey cleared that right up. Uh, I can imagine. She reminds me, I still got, I've got that thirty seconds before the sun's popping up. Yeah, I did a terrible thing just before we called you, Luke. Where I, yeah, I'd still got like a finger of bourbon left in my glass, and I was like, oh shit, the sun's up, glug, and just like. <laughs> Drank the whole thing. Is that a wise decision? No. no I suppose no. that's terrible from your point of view. Yeah, it's gone right to my head. <laughs> I've, and I've got a train to catch after this. What time are you? Yeah. Well, I'm literally. Fi- I've got to go back and look. I've I've got shit to do. So I'm literally gonna. I'm, this is how I roll, right? When we finish here, I'm gonna get the cab back to the station pretty much straight away. Get on the train, go back, see my wife, and might do sand some furniture. Wow. Really. That's- because that's how I roll. That sounds terrible. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know new, your train? When you need just how it rolls. Is the last place the train stops the place that you're going? Mm, could be London. Because <laughs> if if you fall asleep, I don't want to be held responsible for you getting all the way to London and then being like, no. I'm not going to fall asleep. Really? Yeah, because once it gets to daylight, I'm like, oh, I can't be arsed now. See, I'm probably going to fall asleep the instant we hang up on the I'm not very, I'm not very good at doing call. the whole going to sleep in the day. I've, the, the latest possibly for me is I've gone to bed, I think, at I think five, mm. half five, which was a couple of um, weekends ago, but half five, and it was kind of like, I was like, I'll go to bed now. But once it gets nine o'clock in the morning, I'm like, I'm not going to go to bed at that time. I will. So, but, <laughs> but, but also for me, it's like it's an hour. I'll just watch something. It'll be fine. Very nice. You live in the north? Northampton. Oh, okay. I was going to say, because London doesn't seem to be on the way. <laughs> no, well, well, basically, we're Stacey's. If I get on a train now um, to Northampton, Northampton's about an hour or so okay. from uh, Birmingham. But if I, if it's the, if it's a particular train, it will that train will probably go to London. It'll be a London train. So that will go on from Northampton to London. Oh, okay. Which is what Stacey's concerned is that I'm going to end up in London yeah. on Sunday. Yeah. It's not going to happen. You say on Sunday, you mean later today? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> later, yeah, on, yeah later today. It's, on, uh, it's Sunday, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, point. Do you both have to work on Monday? No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, when I did this in 2014, I took the Monday off work. Uh, not realising that it didn't really hit me until the Tuesday, the tiredness. Mm. And so I went to work on the Tuesday, fell asleep twice on the bus on the way there, got to work, opened my emails, burst into tears and got sent home by my manager. Oh, really? Uh, so I put the whole week off this time because fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, no, I'm in, I'm in work tomorrow. Jesus. That's, well, you know what? You're, you're, you're made of sterner stuff than I. Yeah, it's called no, stupidity. He's a, a crazy person. Yeah. So, I need another week. Nobody um, needs to hear it. But whether, you. whether or not I'll be going into work at my normal time, which is seven o'clock in the morning, that might that might not happen. Oof. Seven AM, dude, that's that's rough. Yeah. But then I don't I don't like have a great amount of sleep during 
week. I, I tend to sort of go to bed about 10, get up about 4. It's also about 6 hours. I tend to kind of average about 6 hours anyway. Oh. Um, but I, I'm not lying to you when I say like I, I'm starting to like have to just go, right, come on, come on. We've got 3 hours to go. We can do this shit. Even though Stacey now abandoned you, but that's okay. It's okay. You can still do this. Well, I, I have I have experience with her abandoning me, so you know. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like a it's like a mo really. So, uh, yeah, you, you know, you you've you've proven to us that uh, you can do this, and we believe in you. You're like well, you're like you're like Rocky, you know. <laughs> well, get his ass kicked until we get to that kind of like second sort of like round or something, or eighth round. We sort of gets up and suddenly it all comes back to him and you know, Eye of the Tiger and shit. I'm hoping Eye of the Tiger is going to kick in any time now. And then you beat, then you beat communism forever. Yeah, that's my plan. In the last three hours, is to beat communism forever. Yeah. So, or, I, or, or at the very least, just not fall asleep. And then you can train the son of your former rival turned coach, and then have him take on the reins. Yeah. Or I could just go home. Yeah, but our our way involves um, musical montages. Yeah, I know. But you missed that. That was at twelve o'clock, mate. You missed the musical montage. That was way earlier. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, that would have been probably when I was eating. Okay. So, um, what are you watching, uh, CW Network-wise? you watching, uh, Arrow, Flash, all that the, o- the only one I've been watching is Supergirl. Um, oh, okay. I, I really liked it. I really loved this season. The second half of it especially was just, they really were firing on all cylinders. Every episode yeah. I thought was getting better and better. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So you don't watch the, um, you don't watch the other shows then? It's just a matter of time. I mean, I want to make time to like start watching The Flash, but it's just I watch a lot of TV, and then when I'm, uh, you know, when I'm doing my comics and stuff, I've just got Netflix streaming in the background, like something I don't want to have to pay attention to. Right. So um, it's you know I, I want to be able to actually just sit down and just watch it, but then trying to keep up with another weekly show would just be a thing. So yeah, it's just a matter of finding the time. I think if you can, if you can't, I I, I actually I. I properly understand the idea of not having enough time if you can make the time to um, check out the flash and i would do because it's great say yeah. now back she's now gonna i'll have a good flash me you do don't you <laughs> not like that <laughs> uh yeah no the flash is amazing it's um i think i said this earlier when we were talking to peter spelos that um the thing about the flash is that it's it deals with some pretty heavy shit mm. sometimes and there's some pretty scary bits and some pretty awesome bits but it just has this like under undercurrent of just like unbridled joy yeah in what it is and and yeah. what it's representing and it's very much like it's very much a thing I just I, I feel giddy when I watch it like I always come out of it smiling like like when Peter was talking about the episode where they teased Grodd and I was just like yeah. fucking Grodd on my telly <laughs> <laughs> I just got really overexcited it's a I'm sorry go ahead no no go, go for it I was going to say it's like watching Supergirl when you see her and they show the scenes where she's like flying around and she's got that just that grin of pure delight on her face you know she's not acting that's yeah. she's just delighted to be there yeah, and then, and then when they had the team up between uh, Flash and Supergirl, oh, that, yeah, and then like when when um when uh, when Supergirl's friend is just like she, he's got the Superman crush on the Flash, like he's not acting either. These people are having the time of their lives doing this. Yeah, episode. and we always say that bit where he, where he runs out and gets ice cream for everyone uh, is just awesome. Adorable. I know. Oh my god, ice cream! <laughs> I would like do a stupid, excited wee if I ever got to like. 
sniff the set of <laughs> 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 a flash of Supergirl. That'd be awesome. I'm just excited that like now the show's getting a second season, it's got real potential to last long enough for my nieces to be to get to an age where they're old enough to watch it. Mm-hmm. And I just think it'd be the best thing in the world if like if they just grew up and this show was just on as a matter of fact. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I heard the rumor, I mean it is it is a rumor, but it was to sweep I heard it that the CW were there's rumors that CW was going to pick up Constantine for a second season. Ooh. Yeah, I heard that rumor, but it's been, what, like three years since it was off the air? Two years? No, no, no. I don't think it's that long. I think, was it? it I think it's a thing. I saw an article about it actually yeah. being picked up. But I think <gasps> I, I, but I think it came off the air, like, it was only last year it came off the air, wasn't it? Say, tell yeah. me it's true. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I could have sworn it was, I'm trying to remember based on where I lived at the time, like when it was on TV. <laughs> Um, I can do that when you've moved around as often as I have in the last couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, it was last year Constantine was on. Oh, yeah, 2014, um, 2015, I was wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he was obviously on um, Arrow. Had a little Arrow. Um thing about Arrow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, this season, anyway. But um, I think if they got him and got a Constantine season, well, I mean, that would just be ridiculous. Hmm. <laughs> Because it is, it is now pretty much like, what, five five days of TV from CW? Is it four days? I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah. It is going to be um, Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, and Supergirl. And they're going to be, actually, no, you probably heard this, but they're going to be doing a four-part crossover between all four shows. Yes, yeah, I have heard this. I mean, that's just that's just ridiculous, Madness. isn't it? It's you know, just... it's ambitious, uh, and it seems on paper kind of like they could never pull it off. But I thought the same thing about the Marvel movies once upon a time. So yeah, yeah, and and you know, I even thought the same thing sometimes. Even just doing a Flash Arrow crossover, I thought, oh, how would that work and whatever, and it, and it worked. So I think a four part. They they've kind of got the those characters nailed down. I think in the CW anyway. So I'm. I'm I'm just. Look, I'm not necessarily worried. It's going to be bad. I'm just. I'm just looking forward to it because I think. What I think the thing they managed to get right is the interactions between those characters and who would get on with who and who would naturally gravitate more to to other characters. Um, we talked earlier about like Diggle and his kind of response to the Flash, which I think is always really funny. Um, that he's just like terrified of the fact he could run that fast. He just doesn't understand it. Doesn't get it. <laughs> um, which I think knowing that character, I think works really well. Um, but also the fact that in between, I like the sort of off-screen stuff that they put in. The fact that Cisco's like sorting them all out, like tech-wise. Mm-hmm. The, the other shows, he's kind of sending them stuff. Was that this whole thing with like the, with um, the Black Canary and like suddenly she's her like voice box thing is like loads better. And it's because Cisco's been like tinkering with it, sorting it out for her. And I think I think stuff like that is really good because again that kind of makes sense. Um, but no, I do. I I love those shows. Apart from Arrow at the moment, which I probably won't watch in next season. Unless I hear really good things about it. I was going to say, the problem is you'll be like, I won't watch that next season. And then it'll do all the crossovers with Flash and stuff and you'll watch it all. But I'll watch, the, I'll watch the crossover because if it's done right, I should be able to watch that out of continuity. Mm. That's, that's, because you, cause you, you weren't watching The Flash, but you watched that Flash crossover, didn't you? You didn't feel like you'd missed out on not watching The Flash. Not at all. Yeah. So if they, if they run it like that, I think it'll be fine. Mm. Um... And speaking of crossing over, um, John Barrowman, I guess, signed a contract where uh, he plays Merlin, right? Yeah. Yep. He's going to be like on, he's going to be just like jumping from show to show. He's got basically like a full contract to do all the different guest spots on all the different shows. Yeah, I heard this. 
I don't know how I feel about that. I just, I mean, just... Because I thought, to begin with, I really liked him on it. And now I just think he's just overused and he's just like, like someone needs to kind of kill him. He's like, just... Yeah. I think me and Sam were talking about this on the last episode and Sam was saying the problem with him is that it's like every twist in Arrow now is him. It's like, oh, you know, who's the guy who was pulling Oliver's mom's strings in the first series? Oh, it's Merlin. And then who's the guy who turns out to be, uh, what's the face, his dad? What's his name? You know, his sister. Uh... Oh, it's Merlin. And then, like, who's the, oh, there's this guy masquerading as Ra's al Ghul, but it's not Ra's. Like, oh, it's Merlin. <laughs> like, every single arrow twist is like, guess what? It's, it's Merlin. Merlin. Yeah. Like, why are you even thinking about it? It's Merlin. And it's, it's just, it's quite difficult sometimes watching an arrow and, like, some of the stuff he's got up to. It's almost like, why is this guy still alive? Mm. You know, and, and, and I think that's the problem of where you get a character or you get an actor who's so good in the show that they, they invent ways to keep him around. Yeah. Um, and then you, what you realise is you're doing it more for the actor. You're servicing the actor as opposed to servicing the, the character and, and the story you're trying to tell. And in my mind, Merlin should have gone donkeys years ago. Yeah. Uh, Barry, do you still watch The Blacklist? Yes. Yes, I do. Because that's just because, like, I think the character of... Uh, of, uh, Tom Keen falls into that, what you're saying. Like, they like the actor, even though there's no point in him being on the show. Yeah. Well, you know, he's, um, he's, he's going into a spin-off. Yeah. He's going into a spin-off. So what I'm hoping is that spin-off will effectively take him out of the blacklist. Um, yeah. well, you know, which I think is the right thing to do, because like you say, he's just got no real, and I loved, I loved that show. Um, they but keep, yeah. They had to keep build, uh, building in bad, or like, illogical reasons, ideologic reasons to keep him in the show. Like, uh, like even despite the fact that he's a sociopath and by definition he can't have feelings he's in love with Liz yeah. and she's still in love with him despite the fact that like as as uh, what's his name pointed out um, wrestler pointed out like like you're marrying a guy who hit you who like, he, like actually struck you and, and like so they had to set the bounce and be like well that's okay I chained him up in a boat so it, it evens out and I'm like you're right, you are toxic and abusive to each other <laughs> It's, yeah, it's not, it's not, that's not a good thing. Do you know what I mean? But, but I think as well with, um, like Blacklist, this is a kind of, I was telling this whole story to someone else we've lost was this thing of kind of like, when you set up a show with a central premise, um, that after a while, if you don't answer the, if you sit, sorry, I'll rephrase it. If you set up a, if you set up a show with a central question and you don't answer that question in a reasonable amount of time, after a while, it starts to get ridiculous because you start to invent ways to keep the question going. Hello, how I met your mother. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> but with but with Blacklist, it's kind of like what is the relationship between Elizabeth and Red? Well, they've basically they've all but said it out loud. I mean, she's the daughter of the woman he was in love with, and so he's protecting her because he couldn't save her. Yeah, but it just seems to me like there's more to it than just that. Yeah. And it's not, it's just not, for me, it's, it's, it's just not explicit enough. They haven't said it like, I just want someone to just go, this is the reason why. I would literally just want them to go, this is the reason why I've been doing all these things to you. It's because of X, Y, and Z. Fine, right now I know. Yeah. You know. I, I, honestly, if it wasn't for James Spader, I probably would have stopped watching it all yeah. the because he's really the only compelling character on that show right now. Well, there's a similar show, which is, um, Blind Spot, which is the one with, um, Oh, she, Jamie kind of, Alexander. Yeah, they like kind of find her in Times Square and she, she's lost her memory. She's got all these tattoos over her body and each tattoo is a different case. And um, it's a similar thing of like, you know, who put the tattoos and, and they answer that question actually quite quickly, which was quite good. 
But I just found that I just wasn't really interested because there wasn't a compelling enough character to keep me hooked in there. The characters weren't, weren't compelling enough. It was just a standard procedural show that I've seen a hundred times before. Whereas the Blacklist could easily fall into that category apart from James Spader. Mm-hmm. Every scene that dude's in, you're like, this show is great. Every And then he fades out of the scene. You kind of think, mm, he comes back in. This show is great. <laughs> you know, so you're right. You know, there, there is no, there's a couple of times where he's kind of threatened to leave, like the, the, the blacklist the FBI, and they've gone, and he's literally gone, you've got no task force without me. And I'm like, dude, they've got no show without you. <laughs> I think that's a better, like, I binge watched the uh, first two seasons, but I watched the third season um, as it was going, because I yeah. actually really liked the setup for the beginning of the third season. I thought it was a really interesting twist. Yes, and, yeah, yeah. But it really, it's a way better show to binge than it is to watch week to week. If I think it did drags if you do it that way. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So I thought the whole stuff when they were on the run together, I thought was wicked. I loved that. It was really yeah. good. It was such a, and it was, it was a really, um, it rejuvenated the show a lot. I thought. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, but I just thought I actually thought the second half of it really let down. I just, I didn't think the second half of season three was was as good as the first half. Well, I think and they got thrown into for a loop because she got pregnant in real life. She, oh, so she, she did, did she? Okay, right, okay. I wondered if that's what it was. Yeah. Um, but, um, and the sort of whole cliffhanger with, you know, it's just like, oh, okay, uh, whatever. Yeah. Roll on season four. As long as, you know, again, it's that whole thing, as long as James Bader's there. But I found I've started to get far harsher now with like, dropping shows, where I've kind of start, suddenly gone, why am I still watching this show? I'm yeah. done. Yeah, luckily the shows I'm still watching, for the most part, are all like, really good. Um, do you watch Empire? No, I don't. This is it's, the rap one, isn't it? Yeah, it's the most non-geek thing that everyone is so surprised to hear that I, I watch, but it is the greatest show. Oh my god. It is the most compelling, awesome show in the world. Um, and uh, So I was really digging that. Uh, I, I loved an Agent Carter, and I was gutted when it was cancelled. Me too. Yeah, me too. The second season was really good, I thought. Me too. I mean, I think a lot of people had problems with it, and I can I can, I can see why, but it all totally worked for me. Like, oh. I really enjoyed the the new location, the new dynamics. Uh, there was like there seemed to be more comedy in it, but I I really enjoyed that. I thought it was a nice. Uh, it's nice to watch a show sometimes that doesn't take itself like super serial, but is still like really smart yeah. and really uh, just enjoyable to watch. Yeah, exactly. And it, but it still kicks you in the heart sometimes when it does stuff mm-hmm. that you're just like, oh crap, I was not expecting that. Yeah. Um, it's good. Yeah, like the care, like the um, Haley Atwell and um, Jarvis. I can't remember his real name. Had, had just incredible chemistry together. I liked the setting. I thought it was really great that it was set apart. It was part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it was set apart. It was like it could act as and function as its own thing. Um, and uh, they got past the first season roughness of, you know, like we have to like state our premise like every single episode. Like she's a woman in a man's world where it's really tough to be a woman in a man's world in the f- 1946. And they could just let her be you know, a kick-ass woman in a man's world without having to say it every episode. And while I liked the first season, I thought the fact that they got to this point in the second season just made it a lot better. And 
it's you know it's really just too bad and I hope I, I kind of hope against hope that it gets picked up by Netflix or something but well I think she's um, she's already signed up to do another show hasn't she she did but they had said like if Agent Carter got picked up for a third season they would have worked the schedule that she could do both right okay because Carter would have been short enough that they could have made it work so <laughs> Just looking at stage, she was like, "You're all set. You're all set to fall asleep." Oh, I was close. I was Buck close up. then. I can't. Yeah. Hey, Stacy, do I have to say things that are going to make you crack up and keep you awake that way? Possibly. <laughs> Trash boat. <laughs> yeah, that'll do. <laughs> Barry's got a look on his face. It's like, did you Whoa. just say trash boat? And Stace just fell about laughing. Uh, it's a regular. Yeah. Well, it, I don't really know how. Do you have you ever seen regular show? No. It's uh, it's a cartoon about um uh, a raccoon type thing. And a bird. Is he a raccoon? Yeah, he's... And a bird. Yeah, a blue jay. Uh, and they work in a park. Uh, but there's an episode where the raccoon, Rigby, decides to change his name because he thinks it'd be cool and he changes his name to Trash Boat. And it just really <laughs> backfires because everybody thinks it's stupid. And uh, and people keep taking the piece out of him by going, Trash Boat, Especially like all the time. Mordecai the Blue Jay <laughs> pronounces it that way. Yeah. This, is, this is a cartoon? Yeah. On the what, Cartoon Network or yeah, something? Yeah, okay. it's brilliant. Uh, there are a lot of bits of regular show that make me feel like... I think I've said this to you, Luke, before, but there's an episode with a bunch of baby ducks where um, they find some ducks. They're cleaning out the fountain at the park and they find these little ducks and they can't find them all. So they take them back to the house and they don't know what to do with them. And they've got them in like a little paddling pool at the bottom of the stairs outside the front of the house. And some like evil bloke tries to steal them. And, and Rigby and Mordecai chase them down the stairs. And Mordecai steps in the paddling pool and just falls flat on his side. And it's the, the funniest thing I've ever seen. Like, like it's the, it's a brilliant pratfall, but it's like a cartoon. It's, it, Every time it makes me cry laughing. It is literally a blanket it moment. I know because yeah. I blinked and missed it the first time and couldn't figure out why she thought this scene was so funny. I'm like, where is this moment? Oh, it's so good. Did you watch the, not the most recent season, the season, but the season six, I think it was? Uh, possibly. Refresh my memory on what's happening. Um, well, the big thing is is that uh, Margaret comes back. Uh, yes, I have. Yeah. yeah. I was I was happy because I was angry that they had to break up. Like, legitimately See? angry. See, I never liked Margaret. Um, oh, God, I don't think she, <laughs> I don't think she's very interesting, and I liked CJ a lot more. Why do you hate true love? <laughs> but CJ's better. No, she's not. She she, she, she is true love. <laughs> she didn't though, really, did she? She got in the way. I think I think Margaret leaving got in the way. Yes. Well. Listen, Rigby. Me and my logic. Remember when Future Rigby came back and said that if uh, Mordecai kissed her on New Year's, then disaster would happen, and it was disaster. It was not true love. But it was good. No. I like CJ. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> How could you not like Margaret? Ugh. She's quite dull, though, isn't she? You're dull. <laughs> Thanks, I love you too, you bastard. <laughs> you're so mean. I can't believe that's one of the last things you're going to say to me on this episode. Well, to be you're fair, uh, if, if whenever anybody says something I don't like, I'll always reply with your that thing. Me too, or your faces that thing. Uh, 
Well, yeah. it's to, to make sure to, to make sure we don't end on that note, we can just talk about Rick and Morty for two seconds. Oh, mate, I could talk about Rick and Morty forever. I'm, um, I've, I've fallen down a rabbit hole of fan theories about Rick and Morty. Uh, my favourite one being about the Total Recall episode. Um, have you read any of the like fan theories about stuff? No, but last time I was on the show, you, uh, you told me about them. Ah, right, okay. Because um, I, I keep, I don't know why, but I just keep like digging further into these holes. And there's so much compelling evidence, but I'm like, I'm not the kind of person that normally believes weird conspiracy theories. Uh, but I just find it, I find it so much fun with Rick and Morty because you think it probably it could be mm-hmm. that sort of thing because the writers are the kind of people that would put that stuff in there and not, and not really make it a noticeable big deal, like. I don't think I said those words correctly, did I? Yeah, I understand what you were saying. <laughs> I've lost all semblance of self. Didn't you have one of the, um, one of the uh, comic book writers on the show earlier? I missed that part. But... Uh, yes, yeah, Sarah Grayley, who does um, Little Poopy Superstar, was on. Oh, nice. I need to introduce Barry to Mr. Poopy Butthole so he can understand that it's not in relation to an actual poopy butthole. No, just stand. Just stop. It's been too much butthole talk. Stop it. And while we were talking, New Mutant and whoever's running your Twitter were objectifying my body. What? What's happening on Twitter there, Mike? Oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Alan was talking just, about um, um, looking at my hairy chest in a speedo or dressed like Magnum. Um, and then they were talking about like photoshopping me as Magnum Jr. And then uh, Al, uh, New Mutant sent him a photo and then it just kind of went back and forth from there. So basically, <laughs> yeah. went downhill from there. You people are using me like a piece of meat and not as a human being with thoughts and dreams and hopes and feelings. I am genuinely scared to go back through my mentions <laughs> when I finish this. I might have to have a nap first. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be honest, I mean, New Mutant objectifies me a lot, so I'm kind of used to it. I just like being indignant about it. <laughs> You've got to have some uh, dignity about yourself. Um, you have a big stretch. Uh, Barry, help. <laughs> what, help? <laughs> Not with the stretching, I mean, okay, like... Okay, right, because... Occupy some airtime whilst I stretch was what I was saying there. Uh, so, um, so you're working on quite a lot of comics at the moment, then? Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, a f- little bit less than I than I have... It's, it's a, it's a less, less strenuous pace than I'm used to, because um, Supernatural Suburbs is only um, once a week, so I'll just draw, like, a batch of, like... I'll just draw, like, three months' worth of, in all at once, and I'll be done for, like, a while... Um, and the comic books are just a bit different of a uh, pace because I'm scripting them out right now. Right. I'm in the weird. I'm in this weird state of like scripting and doing a because um, I want to pitch it to a publisher, but I'm also scripting it and stuff so I can just draw it in case it doesn't get picked up and I just have to do it myself. So I'm in like three different stages at once with this one comic. So, but uh, it's a lot. I like the pace better than doing um, like doing a I, for my uh, for a while. My my strip was daily for. Um, it was like it was daily for like two years, and then uh, three times a week for uh, the last year and change, and that was a grueling pace. I just could not keep up after a while. Um, so just doing it, just doing it at a different pace is, is a lot better for me. So, um, 
But yeah, so I still get to drop jokes uh, about ghosts being dicks to each other and about monkeys doing magic, so it works out. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> yeah, monkeys doing magic, I can't top that, can you? Not really, no. so um, let's go. Okay. It's Buster Groove. Thank you, Luke, for oh. doing a talk whilst I did a staring into space. Well, my pleasure, and uh, if you're interested in reading my comic, it's at... Um, Patreon.com slash cartoonistluke, or you can just find my all ages stuff uh, at cartoonistluke.tumblr.com. Awesome. You, you gave yourself a plug before we even had to do it, which uh, was really helpful. Well, you guys are tired, so I figured I'd do you a solid. <laughs> oh, Cheers, mate. <laughs> I can't believe the hour is over already. Oh, no, I know. Really quick. I mean, I won't say that I'm not excited about that because it means it's one hour closer to like the end. <laughs> one hour closer to freedom. Yeah. <laughs> freedom! For a second, I thought you were going to say one hour closer to death, but I'm like, well, <laughs> this guy. That's a little bit dramatic. Yeah, we, I mean, to be fair, I feel we've come out the other side of some of the darkness that we were dealing with um, probably about four hours ago. I think mm-hmm. shit got real, shit got real, real fast. It did, didn't it? Got, got around, dark. around David Wynn. Yeah, around David Wynn's time, yeah. got, shit got real. Uh, I feel we've come out the other side into just like abject tiredness now and, and slight apathy. Yeah. So we're going to have to pick pick up a notch now. I've made the mistake this time of not having any energy drinks or or caffeine of any description. I think that's why I'm dying. Um, <gasps> I've got monster in the fridge. You have got monster in the fridge. I don't fridge, know. Do I, do, I, do I dare have one? Is though? it a good idea? Anyway, let's say goodbye to Luke. Um, oh, thank b- you. Bye, Luke. My bye, pleasure. Luke. Um, <laughs> Good job with everything you've been doing, and um, good luck as you hit the finish. Thank you. Thank you. All right, talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. We've got time. We've got time for a quick uh, social media checkup. Uh, we might do because <laughs> okay. everyone's still Seriously. asleep. Yeah. yeah, obviously. You bunch of bastards. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Sleeping I love you all. You're the best. Please give us money, but also you bastards. Yeah. But please do give us money. Yeah. Justgiving.com yeah. forward slash. SPCP Live 2. Boom. Even if you're asleep, just give money. Yeah, yeah. Just, just do it. Yeah. Do it in your sleep. We're, we're the same we were before with the money. Right. So Definitely give some more money then because yeah. that makes yeah. me nervous. Yeah. yeah. We're struggling. Yeah. Help struggling. us. Help. Help. I'm going to call Pete and then I'm going to go for a wee. I hope he doesn't mind. I've opened the floodgates now and I've been to wee quite frequently, haven't I? Everyone needs to know about my bladder habits I might put my pyjamas on Hi. So what a great start <laughs> <laughs> Hi Pete <laughs> okay. um, I'm flagging a little bit I also need a wee so I'm going to go and do that but okay. I thought I'd say hello to you first because I'm not an okay. arsehole Okay Thank you <laughs> <laughs> Over to you Barry yeah, that's, that's, that's lovely Stace Thank you <laughs> I'll just take over there shall I <laughs> Stop crying <laughs> Fuck up woman the hell's wrong with you it's always good to walk into the middle of a conversation. Dragging herself up. That was stay up there too long, Evie. You got two minutes. Um, <laughs> how you doing, Pete? Um, I, I imagine better than you. Um, no, you don't. Possibly, I, I, maybe not. I don't know. Well, I was thinking this one. It's like you know, I'm up before six. I've got a big coffee in front of me, and I thought, oh god, I'm chattered. And I thought, yeah, you really are a lightweight because these guys have been doing this for nearly twenty four hours. You've been up for like half an hour, so. And, a- but, uh, and actually, I technically been up. I, my day started. I've been up since four o'clock yesterday morning. Wow. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know. Even, I, I can't even do the maths on that one. That's crazy. Um, we both know that I'm not very good at staying awake anyway. This is true. This is true, Pete. We do. <laughs> I, I, I do know that. Yeah. I have living proof. Just, just, just generally. Yeah, just generally. <laughs> but to be fair, you were drinking. That's true. Um, it was very early. It was very early. Um, I'm not going to throw around terms like lightweight. That would be wrong. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so my first question before I get you to introduce yourself because I was going to get you to introduce yourself and what you do and all that and we'll get on to that I was distracted by lack of pyjamas I, I, what, I, what I wanted to say well Stacey's now been replaced by a bloke it's a social media guru Mike. hi um, why, why have you got a um, zebra as your Skype icon it's yeah. quite disturbing because you don't look like that it's true but yeah. I, I haven't, to be fair I haven't seen you in a while so you could have changed I don't that's know that's true yeah it's true too um, I think it's just laziness I think Apple went which one of these do you want and I went that one and I haven't bothered to change it to a proper picture I wish there was a better story about, about black and white harmony but no it's, uh, right. it's just a, a lazy picture choice do, do you think you could make up a story just uh, yeah it's actually in honour of Stacey's lack of pyjamas because ah. uh, ze- zebras are horses in pyjamas as, as anyone under right. the age of seven would know yes Pizza rights of making stories up that's Lucky's thing, so that's going to be a piece, be a piece of piss for him. Excellent. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah, maybe not at six thirty-six. Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe not, eh? But you know, <laughs> shoot, for, shoot for the moon, you're landing the stars. That's what I say. Very true. Very true. Um, so, Pete, introduce yourself and what it is that you do. Um, I'm Pete. Hello, uh, Pete Rogers, and I. Well, uh, do a little bit of comic writing here and there when I can, when I've got the time. Um, written a book called, the book that people possibly might know is The Interactives, which came out from Marcosia about, scarily, about five years ago now. Um, I've also done some writing with Barry as part of the Unseen Shadows universe. Uh, I host, co-host a podcast called Bags of Action, which is on the Geek Syndicate network as well. And then my day job, I work in um, motion graphics and visual effects, so get to be a VFX producer on kind of indie films and stuff oh. as well so I'm, I'm slightly busy <laughs> I was just gonna I was gonna say so that all just winds up to being one heck of a busy boy yeah pretty much but that's, I wouldn't have it any other way I get very bored very easily so it's good <laughs> so where where would you say your main passion lies then oh um comic writing and probably what you know you've got some amazing people on the show that are really really successful and then I'm here um so uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean, in an ideal world, I'll be doing that full time. Um, but no, I, by day, I kind of get to help other people get their stories told. And then by night, uh, I get to try and write my own. So, um, so you know, it's a, it's a hard slog putting out books. Um, did a lot of kind of indie anthology stuff. Say so then did the interactives. Mm-hmm. Um, been working on a book called Flux um, with Steve Arian with four, gosh, probably over four years now um, and I've got loads of other projects it, just, it probably feels to most people like I disappeared but I've just got loads of stuff that hasn't been published yet so um, yeah that's that's the plan there's more to come hopefully next year will be a big year cool so you I was going to ask you a completely unrelated question oh pl- please do because I need I need people to ask me questions because <laughs> I've been asking questions for like 20 hours and I'm I'm, I'm running out of questions uh, no worries um because you, I'm assuming, or we may have even talked about this before. You, I'm assuming you're a big Robin of Sherwood fan back in the day. Yes. Yeah. <gasps> I know what you're going to ask me. You're going to ask me if I listen to Knights of the Apocalypse, the audio drama. I am going to ask you exactly that. And yes. Do you know what? 21 hours, I still got it. <laughs> Boom. 
Um, cognizance. Cog- yeah, what she said. Um, <laughs> yes, I have. I listened to it um, week before last. Okay. Um, have you Have you heard it yet? Yeah, I finished it this, uh, a couple of days ago. Um, I thought it was freaking awesome. Yeah, no, so did I. I um, yeah, yeah. I, I, Stace is looking at me. Um, <laughs> black I me. No, I was going to say I don't even have facial expressions anymore. Yeah. But I'll, I'll, I'll hook you up with um, Nights of Apocalypse because it doesn't matter if you haven't, haven't watched the Robin show with TV series because it's an audio drama. Um, and I know you like your audio dramas. It's right with the street. And Ray Winston's in it. Okay. Yeah, I'm sold. There you go. <laughs> um, he's proper. Um, and yeah, it's great. But as a Robin of Sherwood fan, I thought they really captured the spirit of the show. Because, um, I, I mean, it's the Jason Connery version, isn't it? Rather than yeah. Prey. But it's yeah. like everyone is back. Yeah. The great thing about audio is they don't sound that much older. No. And and it's beautifully done because, you know, there's a part of the start about, you know, we've been asleep for too long. There's some nice little in-references. And it does, I mean, to get, to pull off battle scenes in an audio drama is impressive. Yeah. You get characters kind of saying what's happening, but it, it doesn't feel forced. I thought it was really good. And obviously the Clannad music is like the greatest TV soundtrack ever. Yeah. So hearing that again is great. Also as well, I, I think, you know, other than the title track, I don't think I think it was someone else that actually provided some of the music. Oh, okay. Um, but what was what was cool? I thought was because the music, some of the beats were the same as what Clan had used yeah. in the show. So you knew there was a specific piece of music they always played if there was a battle scene. They always played sort of piece of music. So when they play it in the audio drum, it's a really nice cue. So you knew it was a battle scene. Yeah, you hear the and, drums. Yeah. And even though the special effects were there to back it up, just having that piece of music really kind of helped to set it in your mind visually that this was a this was a fight scene. Um, but I thought it was brilliant. Like you said, all of the characters. I thought Nazir probably sounded a little bit older than than yeah, I yeah. remember them to be, but um, all sounded like they should. I suppose for Nazir as well. I mean, I assumed at the time as a kid that it was um, wasn't somebody putting a voice on, but. It's a guy called Mark Ryan, so it's not yeah. his natural voice. So I guess maybe it's just been a long time <laughs> since he did that. Yeah, it's got to be because because Robin showed that was eighties, wasn't it? Yeah, Sorry, yeah, it would have end, yeah ended late eighties. So that's a it's a long time ago. It is a long time ago, but um, no, well worth a listen. I would say definitely. Um, I'd love to see him do more. I don't think they will because this was a whole Kickstarter thing, and it yeah. is, you know. But I would I would love to see them do more. Um, definitely. But I suppose it depends. They might, if they get sales like out of the roof, then maybe they will. They've certainly got a lot of media coverage. Uh, yeah. Here, there, and everywhere. So, and lots of people saying, oh, I can't believe I didn't hear about it before. Who didn't back? Because I backed the Indiegogo. Right. Uh, and yeah, lots of people I know that, you know, really like the show are kind of showing a lot of interest. Even people who don't particularly like audio dramas. So, yeah, you never know. Yeah. So, obviously, Stace has now returned and now she's in pyjamas. I don't know if returned is the right word. Because I'm not convinced I'm fully here. I thought you'd say you're not convinced you were ever here. I'm not convinced that that everything is real. Everything is real. I'm hungry. It's a thing I've noticed. I don't know if you've heard my stomach. No, I haven't heard your stomach. Might, I thought it might pick up on the mic. I was the headphones are sort of drowning it out. I'm trying. I'm trying to decide whether or not I want to like either have a coffee or <clears throat> throat's going. Either have a coffee or have a a, um, a energy drink. But I don't know if energy drinks are a, a good call. Mm. Um, I don't know. It might keep you awake on the train. I might take it with me then. That's always a bonus. Oh, can I have some cocoa pops, please, Mike? Yeah. Um, <laughs> chicken pox. What? 
Say chicken pox. I did. I did. I said chicken pox. Actually, oh, chicken pox. Okay. Yeah. Um, That's just like what I want to think about when I'm eating. Breakfast I, I, yeah, cereal. I just for people with <laughs> little poofy breakfast series. Sure. Your geography is cocoa pops and chicken pox. The Stacey Taylor story. Oh, I might. I might. No, it's, it's going to be too. It's going to be too like crunchy though. If I'm eating frosties. Oh yeah. Well. Nah, it's it just soaking be. in milk. It'll be fine. Well, I can't soak frosties in milk. That's like sacrilege. You've got to eat that shit crunchy. Because <laughs> that's what Tony the Don't Tiger says. eat it crunchy. I did send emails out to everybody that's to what say, says beware, great. we might have to eat a food. Okay. Mm. I'll, I'll, I'll go frosties then. <laughs> I bought a variety pack just so you nice. understand what's happening here. <laughs> you, can, you can always do the kind of um, breakfast snake bite of taking two random boxes and putting them together. Yeah. Oh, no, I can't do that. That's that's. <laughs> Just, just one. That's it, and then, and then he cut me off. Yeah. <laughs> Shut it. Um, so, what are you working on pr- presently? Ooh, lots of things, actually. Um, Present. Presently. Don't, don't, don't mock me, like Stace. No, it was really- At least I'm here asking questions. What are you doing? I don't, I don't know. Not anymore. <laughs> I'm trying to give it large, and you're giving me jit. I know, I'm sorry. About? I love you. That's no, no, that no, that doesn't get you a get out of jail free card. I love you. So you can you talk for the next two and a half hours? No, 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 no. Don't look at me like that. No, okay, no. For the listener, I'm doing some puppy dog eyes and no. jiggling my bottom lip. No, no, you're not Puss in Boots. It's not working. Okay, it's not happening. You're not Antonio Banderas like as a cat. That shit would work, <laughs> right? But that's not happening. So oh, you need to like. Woman up. I need to get my shit together. Get your shit together. At least you're in, at least you're in pyjamas. I'm not in pyjamas. Do you want me to backhand you? I'm, I'm assuming you're in a smoking jacket. No, no, I, I, I'm, I wish. Next year. Next year. Next year? There will be no next year. This this is this is this is the last time you see me on a twenty four hour podcast, and perhaps the last time you see me on any podcast. <laughs> well, I did joke beforehand that this might be the podcast that just kills all podcasts. Yeah, like even serial well, can't save it. I mean, this is how you have to look at it, right? We have done the equivalent of twenty one. When we finished, the equivalent of twenty four geek syndicates because we tend to be an hour. That does put it in perspective because Bags of Action we're on 34 and we've been doing it for nearly three years. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, light, yeah. lightweight was the right word. You know, so really what we could do, what we could do is syndicate at the start of a year is just like do a 24 hour record. So that's us that's that's done. See you next year. Mm-hmm. I don't recommend it. No, I don't. <laughs> Anyone? You just can edit back in, like, oh, the, the last series of Game of Thrones was shit, amazing. Be fine. Please, it's really crunchy, isn't it? I, I can't hear you crunching, but I've got headphones on, and I don't care. I've gone past the point of caring about noises. Nobody's listening. It's six thirty in the morning. True. <laughs> As someone who doesn't enjoy a good audio drama, I'm now convinced that Barry is walking down the path. <laughs> <laughs> Quit rubbing to the horses. <laughs> I really hope that picks up on the mic now because it's just going to be so lost in translation on the uh, on the little episodes afterwards. Yeah, Coco Pops, thanks, Mike. <laughs> Shall I let you eat? Shall I tell you what I'm working on while you're eating? Yeah, you yeah, yeah, go for it. I feel like I'm, I feel like now we're on a breakfast show. Now <laughs> we've gone from like smooth jazz. Right. 
Um, so like a breakfast show. Great. Stace and Barry in the morning. morning. <laughs> it's been a long night, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm working on Flux that I mentioned briefly before, which is a four-issue sci-fi, um, sci-fi police procedural kind of. Um, so yeah, Steve Arian uh, and I are writing that together. Um, this guy called Mason Barza on art. Um, we've written all four issues. The first issue is lettered, and we're just waiting on pencils for the other issues now. So hopefully that'll come out next year. Um, we should have a publisher lined up, but I awesome. don't want to say too much until it's sorted. Nice. So it's about um, time terrorism. So basically it's a future where everybody... There's been time terrorism, so everyone has to wear a time band around their wrist to keep their timeline in, in unable to be changed. But there's a guy at the start of the story who's murdered and he hasn't got a time band, which is what kicks off the story. Mm. That sounds quite cool. I shouldn't have put a spoonful of cereal in my mouth. <laughs> because like... I, I wanted to say that I was going to ask about whether or not the, the time business is confusing. Because we've already established that I'm shit at time travel business. Mm-hmm. Bloody hard to write. Because <laughs> you set up loads of rules and then you get a couple of issues in and then you realise that everything you want to do breaks the rules uh, and you either have to change the rules or change what you're writing so that's one of the, another reason it's taken so long it's just it's it's, it's fun because we're co-writing you're going to go back and forth back and forth and then you go oh it's brilliant oh no we've just broken the story completely <laughs> so have a pick it and then you've got to think about the audience understanding it let alone the two of us so yeah we've agreed never to write about time travel ever again that seems like a wise idea. It sounds like for the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I've got two other books with Steve in various stages as well. Um, while he's busy as well doing his novels, and give him a bit of a shout out because he got nominated for a um, Gemmell Award yesterday. Oh, did he? Oh, wow! The Morning Star Award. He's on the shortlist of five. So, wow! Congrats, buddy. He won't be listening, but congrats anyway. <laughs> um, he wouldn't be listening anyway, but he's on holiday, so he definitely doubly isn't. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, I emailed, he emailed me yesterday because I was supposed to be going on. Um, come back outside this. Oh, grumpy old geeks. It's cool, now, isn't it? Um, and he said he was going on holiday, but yeah, big congrats. That's that's huge. Yeah, it is. It is. So I'll be hanging on to those coattails for dear life. Yeah, damn right, <laughs> mate. <laughs> So yeah, so what else am I doing? Oh yeah, there's a book called, we haven't really announced this properly, so this can be exclusive, a book called Seven Shades, um, which is a supernatural western, which I'm working on with um, Dave Clifford from Dexter's Half Dozen. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he came to me again, uh, about 18 months ago with the high concept for a story and some initial kind of artwork and said, can you make this into a story with me? So we've been, we both live locally to each other, so we'll do a like few beers and grab some food after work every now and then and then I've kind of been trying to shape that into a story. He's got enough kind of ideas for probably 20 years worth of stories. Wow. I've been trying to hone that into kind of the first five. So I've written the first issue. We did that Marvel style because he's painting it. So I just kind of give him a paragraph about each page and he just goes and paints and paints and then right. I'll be adding the, the dialogue after. So we might, fingers crossed, have an ash can available um, at Bristol in August um, mm. for the first issue, but then we'll be looking for a publisher or deciding what we do with the rest of the book. But we've certainly got the first five issues planned and then possibly the first four arcs kind of loosely planned as well. Wow. Have you got a, um, a letter then as well? Not yet. Oh, okay. Not yet. Uh, hey, I know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, do? Did you do? 
Yeah, Tyler, and he's good too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I'll hook yeah. you up. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Yeah. That's what she does. So. Who, she, who she is. I was going to say, is it? And then I thought about the one couple that I've ever set up together and it went terribly. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't her. That was, that was like, I don't know. Yeah. Playing a cruel joke on me. <laughs> cruel cosmic joke. I can't wait to not be sitting on these chairs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's going to be glorious. Well, I've just um, just started something new, which I finished. Hopefully, finished the first issue writing yesterday. He's so good. Look at this. Well, I'm, I'm on a half time to everybody else. So I'm just getting in quick. Um, so I've just a five issue mini series called Chalk. Um, which is about, let's try and explain this, an ex-prog rock keyboard player who is now working in the faculty of folklore at a university and also investigating folklore-related crime. Uh, yeah, so I've written the first issue. Of- <laughs> and- sorry, Barry's face, he's just gone. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Say it again, folklore. He's an ex Prog rock keyboard player. Is, is prog rock? Because spirit, bearing in mind, I don't really that's do. Right. Is that progressive rock? Thing? Yeah. Okay. So he, okay. that's what he used to do, and now he is working at university in Winchester as uh, a professor of folklore. Right. He also has links to the folklore world and uh, oh. helps them help solve crimes and things to do with folklore. So that's that's a planned as a five issue mini series, but it, I'm hoping it'll become something that I right on an ongoing basis like in chunks of five um with the thing we talked about earlier about having limited time rather than just keep doing lots of things i'd, I'd like to kind of make that a an ongoing yeah. thing really um and it's I, I did it in a month where i wasn't supposed to write anything and it, I just did it as a i'm really stressed and busy so i know i'll i know what i'll do i'll write in the gaps to cheer myself up and it ended up being the thing i probably enjoyed writing the most so i'll right. keep it going that's awesome though I've been listening to a lot of prog rock in the last couple of years. Um, my daughter and I were in a prog rock music video earlier this year, which kind of inspired this book. So, yeah. Like you do. As you, As do, you do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so, uh, Sorry, go on. I was, was going to say, because um, you're a part, and I can't think of the name of the uh, website. It's like, um, I want to say Comic Experience, but I don't, that's not yes. what it is. Yeah, is com- it? Yeah, Comic Experience. Look at that. Wow. 23 hours. One hour still a pro. I'm like a savant. <laughs> Your subconscious um, is doing a lot of hard work. Yeah, he's doing a lot of heavy lifting now. <laughs> Technically, I actually fell asleep two hours ago. I must have saw my subconscious running on fumes now. Um, so, um, yeah, so for people that don't know, what is Comic Experience? Yeah, Comic Experience was founded by Andy Schmidt. He used to be an editor at Marvel and IDW. And it's essentially started as, um, as classes in New York for writing art, lettering, etc. Anything anyone who wants to get into comics basically there are there are courses available. Um but then over time it became online um and there's a foot there's a workshop as well. So it's um yeah so I got involved well, back in twenty twelve I think um as a kind of member and just trying to hone my skill. I kinda of went through a bit of a crisis of confidence after the interactives, although it went down really well. I kind of thought, what if that's it? What if that's the only thing I can write? What if I'm terrible? Typical writer kind of yeah, been big there. ego, small ego, love yourself, hate yourself. Uh, we're all a bit bipolar. Um, but so off the back of that, I joined this, got to know Andy really well, got to be involved with the workshop quite a lot, really enjoy giving critiques on other people's scripts. I, I love doing that. And off the back of that, then Andy approached me to be the um, digital content editor. So the 
as well as doing the classes. Um, Commerce Experience have put out some books in partnership with IDW in the last couple of years, and they've also run a digital program on Comixology, which I look after. So again, in those other two hours I've got left in a day, uh, so I'll, I'll tend to yeah. So we receive submissions from people who are members of the workshop, and then filter those through through a committee of people, and then I kind of help keep them on track, basically, to make sure they hit their Comixology deadlines. Awesome. So and I also sleep occasionally. <laughs> why why you gotta do that? I know. Why are you gotta throw in a sleep thing? We were doing so well. I'm sorry, sorry. So fucking why, why, you might as well just like I basically I've just I've just dangled a piece of bacon through the prison yes. bars of someone a hunger hunger strike, haven't I? Yeah. Yeah, 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 literally. Piece of piece of bacon, mate. Ah so I want bacon now. No, no, me too. I know. No, I always want bacon. Sorry? I've got bacon. Have no. you? There's bacon here. We can bacon. <laughs> you say? Do you say we can bacon? Which actually, I thought you said. Well, I actually thought you said was weekend bacon. I was like, what's the difference between that and like weekday yeah. bacon? Smoky. Is it? Is it more, yeah, more, so, more, it, it more smoky? Drunk. More salty? What? I yeah. don't know. Uh, it's drunk. It's it's drunk. Mm-hmm. Weekend right. bacon is drunk. Stacey is proper flagging people. I don't know if flagging's even the word. I feel like I'm Flagged. just... I've gone. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> we've got oh, we've got two hours. James. Two hours. Come on. Yeah, I can do it. It's fine. I'm fine. It's fine. I uh, I should have had caffeine, is what I'm realising. You can still have caffeine. I know, but then it will hit me too late. Uh, I'll get what you mean. Oh, yeah. I get what you mean. It hits you after the two hours, maybe. Or yeah. in an hour's like, time. Right at the end and then the you want to go yeah. to sleep with like, hey, I'm wide awake now. I'm like, hi, guys, who wants to yeah. go and play catch? Yeah. Ah. I might if, <laughs> um, <laughs> if, if, if. There's not much. There's not isn't, really any coffee left. In isn't that pot. Oh. oh, I know. I bought extra coffee. It's in the cupboard. Oh, okay. In that big cupboard. I worry if you have it now is that Mike Aldred is going to think that he's being spoken to by a child who ate all the sweets at a kid's party. Well, coffee doesn't really have that extreme effect on me like that. <laughs> I was thinking more about Stace. Okay. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a weird one with coffee in that sometimes I can drink loads of it and it has like barely any effect. Um, but I think there's other times when I haven't like drunk it for a while or I particularly need it that I actually like legitimately couldn't get through my day without it. <laughs> oh. Before I go, there was a question on Twitter. Oh, if you're in why did you let this guy on? Uh, just someone asking um, because you make comics. Um, what sort of stories do you prefer? Do you prefer like story-based stories or character-driven stories? Oh, Oh gosh, the age-old plot versus character. Let's go, Alan Moore. Um, I think I've changed over time. I guess writing and reading. So um, I used to always come up with a plot first, and then try and find characters to fit it, um, which I wouldn't recommend. Um, and I've, the more I've read kind of Brian K. Vaughan stuff, the more I've understood the importance of. So I tend to find the Brian K. Vaughan book by the end of the first issue regardless of what it is, regardless of what the genre is, you really care about the characters and you care about what's going to happen to them. And so actually, going back to talking about Chalk, which is the new book I'm working on, that came about much less about me sitting down and working out plot, putting all the pieces together. That was much more a case of, oh, I've got this idea of this guy. What would he be doing? Would he be doing this? And who would he meet? I'd meet them. Oh, and how does he feel about that? And it actually is that book, and that's the reason it's actually the first thing I've ever done with a 
the book is the name of the main character, I think it's Professor Chalk. And it's because it was all about him, and actually it's been really liberating to just write a scene, think, oh yeah, I'll write another scene, and then piece it together into a book rather than, um, which is probably why it was good stress relief, rather plotting out every single tiny, tiny detail. So um, I think both are important. I think most Hollywood movies these days seem to forget that you need character. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. but equally, you can disappear up your own derriere by having so much character stuff and actually nothing happening and no conflict. So it's a it's a balance. It's a yin and yang thing. It's like a zebra. Oh, I like what you did there. Because he's, he's Skype pictures of a zebra. See? <laughs> it is as well. <laughs> Did you? I'm looking right at it as oh. well. Oh. I was actually joking because I thought well, you can see it because it's right in front of you. But, yeah, but I haven't got my glasses on. That's not an excuse as my eyesight isn't it's, that it's bad. Actually, yeah, I was going to say because it is literally like right there. It is right there. I think I was just, you know, when you're sort of looking but you're not actually seeing. Because you were asleep. You better not be. I wasn't asleep. I can't sleep with my eyes open. You can Unlike, if you're unlike a zebra. You can if you're a vampire. Can zebras sleep with their eyes open? Oh, no, it's standing up, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> That's slightly different. Yeah, just a little bit different. <laughs> I'm impressed by both of these feats. I sleep standing up with my eyes open, just warning you, Steph, right just, now. That's just in case, isn't it? That's just terrifying. Just alert. So I could actually be asleep right now that I'm nodding. It's just a knee-jerk reaction, and, and just talking is just another knee-jerk reaction to it being well, actually asleep. Well, as long as it gets us through the next, like, two hours. I know. Who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> I think the weird. I think the thing that's weird now is the fact that it's actually. It's not even the fact that it's like a grey. It's bright sun. It's, yeah, it's really sunny. It's bright sun outside now, um, and I'm still sitting here on the same like wooden um, torture device um, <laughs> that's been slowly like grinding my ass for like the last like 22 hours. I can't wait to um, lie down in a bed because it will mean I'm not on this chair. Sorry. I can't wait to lie down on a bed because it will mean I'm not in this chair. Uh, yeah, I also mean that this is over. Well, yeah, that too. Unless I just gave up, unless I was just so suspiciously like, oh, all of a sudden I definitely need to pee and then I never come back to his steps. No, because I would, you, you get a specific amount of time, which would be about five minutes before I would come upstairs and you'd best not be asleep because <laughs> shit would kick off big style. <laughs> and they would hear it from the mic downstairs. We'd go out and see, it'd be like paranormal activity where they've kind of like, the mic's tipped over. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> On that delightful note, I think it's time to let Pete go. <laughs> It's time to let Pete go. Thank you for doing a talk. That's all right. Thank you for having us. me on. Well done, guys. And I hope uh, you get to the target very soon. Thank you. Yes, people, give us a minute. Yes. Mm. Fights the urge to do Bob Geldof impression. Moves on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have fun at your daughter's dance. Thank thing. you. Yes, make a point. I love a good way. dance thing. Yeah. Bit of street dance on a Sunday. Can't beat a bit of street dance. Can I say? Cheers, guys. Good luck with the rest of it. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Bye. 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 I thought my cordial was coming at 7.30. He is. But um, Pete messaged me earlier yesterday to say that he could only do half an hour, so we're having Dion for the other half hour. Oh, blimey. Yeah. (laughs) I wasn't told about this. I don't remember. Shit happens. Just like throwing in like new guests willy-nilly. What the hell? Good morning. Hello. Hello. How are you guys? How are you keeping? Um, good, great, <laughs> never, never, never better. Don't understand oh. what life is right now. For some reason, for some reason, I'm tired. I don't quite know why. <laughs> uh, I, I've been listening to you guys since about half past five this morning, Oof. and it is, 
it, it is like you are wandering through delirium. It's joyous. <laughs> it's, um, Great. It's not, you know, it doesn't feel joyous. Uh, <laughs> it, what, <laughs> it, what it feels like is, is, is the worst. Um, but <laughs> can I have a spoon, please, Barry? Yeah. You bastard. Okay. Um, <laughs> are you making coffee? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, can I have one? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. You, you can, but you'd have to travel to Birmingham for it. Oh, man. I don't know where haven't, you haven't are. Come along yet. But yeah, I was going to say, I don't know where you are, but it seems like it'd be too much effort for a coffee. A, a possibly subpar coffee. Yeah. Well, fast forward a few years, we'll have fax 3D printers and you can send me one that way. Boom. Yeah. That's... How's you anyway? I'm doing good, thank you very much. Yeah, I've woken up uh, a, a lot fresher than I expected. Oh, it's lovely. Great. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I put you in the picture as well. I'm, I'm lying on the bed, Sessie, with the uh, duvet and the pillows. And, yeah. and Oh, actually, I do have a coffee next to me, so that's good. Right. And, uh, yeah, very chilled out, very relaxed. That's, like village uh, carnival last night. Oh, that's, that's, lo- that's lovely. We were here last night. Yeah. Were you? What, what, what were you doing here last night? The same um, thing that we're doing now. I'm um, trying to take over the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excellent stuff. We could still drop oh. a few comedy bombs before we Woo! get Boom. You are my hero. I've got to say, well, well done to you for doing this. Oh, thanks. I don't think we've raised any more money, have we? I was going to say, it'll all be, lo- be worth it when people give us more money. Okay. Well, let, <laughs> let's just do, let's just be silent until somebody donates, you know, which would be like. Give us dosh. Give us dosh. Yeah. Give. <laughs> give. Just going to keep saying give every sort somebody of Somebody tweet Adam <laughs> Hughes, he'll give us loads of money. Five seconds. Give. He did, us, he did last time. What's that? Adam Hughes. I said, somebody tweet Adam Hughes, he'll give us loads of money. <laughs> he did last time. He took pity on me when I was going, oh, we're not going to meet the target. So I just threw like a hundred pen in we'll there. We just keep saying, we're not going to meet the target. Maybe it sounds better coming from you. It doesn't have that same sort of like ring. <laughs> well, we, we currently have £884.98. <gasps> oh, hell, that's pretty good. Edging closer. Edging closer. So we're like a hundred and something away. hundred and... No, I can't work it. <laughs> What did you say? 116. We're 116 pounds away and we've got like less than two hours to go. We can do that. We can That's do this. Totally we can do this, people. We could do, I believe in you. You might not believe in me and I might not believe in fairies. Father Christmas, but I believe in you, people. And I haven't believed in Father Christmas since I was about six years old. But there we go. It's a I different am... story. It's quite sad, but I won't tell it now. Oh, I, I, my favourite uh, starting to not believe in a thing story was when, um, you know, the tooth fairy and that whole weird thing. Uh, I, I was a, When I was a kid, I woke up one night with my mum's hand like shoveled under my pillow trying to rake around to find this tooth to give me a quid. And, uh, and I sort of looked at, her, looked at her as if to say, you ain't no tooth fairy. <laughs> and so she, uh, she legged it downstairs, put on a pair of fairy wings that I had, and got a wand and came back upstairs and started singing a song about how she was the tooth fairy and I should like shut my mouth wow. and get back to sleep and talking about roll talking about roll with the lie <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and I was just like tittering at her like I know it's you mum give me a pound and we'll sort <laughs> of... did she go in a high voice <laughs> no it's not no, no she's like I'm the tooth fairy like dancing around the room and I'm like mum just give me a quid and like You're making me, a spectacle call it George now. yeah boom <laughs> <laughs> oh. or Henry high, high five Boom. Oh, that was a feeble high five. I know, it? but still, give me a pound, call it George. It's, it's like you've been listening. I have. Yeah. I tried. I mean, I might have zoned out a couple of times. So, um, we can do it. So, 
you start this community breakfast show. Oh. Oh, I'm not as funny as trying our bit, though. No, but you know the song. Oh, yeah. Stacey Barry in, in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> 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 um. Do you want to touch this turtle? Um. <laughs> Thank you, <Pat. laughs> What the hell kind of show do I come Yeah, put the hot tea down. Step away from the hot tea, Stacey. Step away from the hot tea. <laughs> Um, oh, so, um, Dion, I hear you're, uh, you, you're, you do editing now, don't you? Uh, yeah, yeah, well, sort of in between everything else, yeah. Right. Um, it's sort of, go on. No, I was just going to say, like, you freelance. Yeah, well, yes, that's, that's kind of the plan. Um, right. At the moment, what I've been doing is, the last couple of years, working with a small press publisher, um, pulling together a couple of anthologies. Uh, one's Sunny with the Chance of Zombies. Uh, the one that I'm currently nearly at the end of is called This Twisted Earth. Um, and I am looking to really go freelance, start putting in some money uh, on the side so I can eventually switch careers from working in a bank to uh, to doing something that I completely and genuinely love. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I'm kind of pulling the website together at the moment. That's uh, awesome. Ant. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, the idea is to start taking on uh, taking on jobs from anybody, everybody, uh, bigger is better, and, uh, yeah, make that my so from what I've seen on Facebook and you're talking about it, you've, you're just finding the experience um, just pretty rewarding, really, at the moment. Oh, it's totally rewarding. It's it's weird. When my mate Phil first sort of suggested that I try my hand at editing, I just thought, well, you know, I've edited a podcast. Um, you know, I've, I've sort of chopped and changed sound, but it's a hell of a lot different to fiddling around with people's words. So I really wasn't convinced, but it, it didn't take long for me to kind of realise that Man, I'm 40 years old. I should have been doing this since I was about 16. It's just, <laughs> it, it's just me. Yeah. Really yeah, yeah. No, it's good days. It's good days. I just wish I could put more more time into it. Yeah. You know, like Pete before, like yourself, it's it, it's trying to just sort of fit in the thing that you love around all of the many, many things that you have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's it's surprising because when you love doing something, you find that it's not difficult to get up early and get straight to it. it it's not difficult to stay up at night. It's your passion. Yeah. And it's when you do your writing, isn't it? First thing in the morning. Uh, most of the time, it's got got left the ball all late. But yeah, I um, so I was having a sip of coffee. You know, I tend to um, like start my typically. Um, I will start my day at four. What? Um, That's so ludicrous to me. I didn't realise there was a four in the morning until, like, you know, a couple <laughs> there, of days. There ago. is, and some days it's a quarter to four, but I said, oh, I love a story. Um, and then I would do, uh, well, it's this thing where people sort of go, I don't know how you fit in the time. You do, like, Geek Syndicate, and you do Unseen Shadows, and you write, how do you fit all in time? Well, for a start, I'd get up at four o'clock in the morning. Um, so I would do, like, probably two and a bit hours um, wow. in the morning, have a bit of breakfast, then go up, get ready, go to work, because... Um, Usually now I get into work sort of about half seven or whatever. Yeah. Um, and and then I will do uh, GS stuff kind of over my lunch break and in the evenings. But like, so my writing is, I'm trying, I try to get into that whole idea of like, I only write at a certain time during the day, which at the moment, which at the moment isn't really writing at the moment. It's more kind of working on it and trying to sort of, almost like bug fixing, I guess is the stage I'm at with the book as opposed to actually writing solid stuff. Yeah, um, I think it's, it's all important though, isn't it? It's, yeah, yeah. The, the big thing is, is building it into be a routine within your life so that your brain, when you wake up, 
it's switched on, it knows what it wants to be doing. Yeah. And I think so long as what you're doing is of value to the project, it doesn't matter whether you're writing, whether you're editing, whether you're bug fixing. If you're just trying to fi- figure something out or, or sort of sending you emails or, you know, so long as it's moving stuff forward in some way, I think, value. I think for me, it's just that trick of not getting sucked into the black hole of doing something else, i.e. I could answer some GS emails or i.e. I could do a post on the website or something like that, you know, which is really, e- it's an easy out from the writing to do. You know, and, and I can justify, go, well, do we need to do this? Um, but actually, what I, I really need to do my writing, and that's, which is why I sort of said, right, that's why I need to try and dedicate the mornings to doing just that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think, I think there's value too. If you sort of understand your own psychology, if you understand that your brain is trying to do something else, you can then trick yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can kind of watch yourself and you can kind of go, okay, well, how can I turn this to my advantage? So, like this week, I've been, Hands up, really bad with my editing. I had root canal work done early on in the week, and it was frigging killing. Oh yeah, I've had um, root canal. It's not good. Oh, it was brutal, man, brutal. Yeah. And, and I spent the first few days of the week where I, I was still getting up on time. I was still sort of sitting down to do editing, but I was, I was making more cups of coffee than I needed to. I was just checking Facebook a little bit more often, and I, I was finding that my whole rate had had like halved at least in getting through the stuff. And the other day I thought, well, look, I, I'm clearly, I'm, I'm hitting a brick wall here. I need to do something, like you say, something easy. Yeah. And I had a couple of other stories from the anthology sitting in my inbox that I would, I'd already sort of got a fair way through the editing process on. Um, so I thought, well, okay, I'll, I'll flip over and I'll do them instead. Um, I, I got home from work and I sat down and within, God, I don't know, three quarters of an hour, I'd actually done the first one because it was right near the end of the edit and I was able to contact the uh, the author and just say, yeah, that's done. That's absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much. And I looked at the clock and I thought, I, I, I'll go on to the next one. And I finished that one as well by, Christ, half past eight, something like that. So I was able to sort of get myself to a position where I I'd, I'd knocked two things off of my list straight away. Bam, bam, they're both done. I had a bit of feedback from one of the authors, which was amazing feedback. I mean, it sent me on cloud nine. Right. I took the rest of the evening off, spent it with my lovely wife, woke up the next morning feeling completely refreshed, having achieved two things, got some good feedback, and had a night with my wife, and it just refreshed me. Yeah. But be, be, because I'd sort of decided, okay, I'm, I'm hitting a brick wall on this thing, I'm going to flip over and do something else. And it was all project based. It was all moving stuff forward. Yeah. And sometimes you, you've got to you, you've got to a recognise when you are hitting that slump, and b you've got to try and change stuff up so that you're still achieving. Yeah. But just from a different angle, you know. Yeah, and it's a difficult. I mean, I've I've been like I've read a few books on it recently. You know, of um, sort of you know time management and stuff like that. And definitely that whole idea of having like other jobs that you can do. Which are like quick jobs, easy wins, I must, that, um, you can do. And, um, th- there's this whole kind of thing of, uh, I think it's a book that my sort of wife found, which is called, um, Eat the Frog. Yeah. Which is, it's the whole idea of like, you know, um, doing the, um, biggest, the task, doing the task that you keep putting off, doing that one first. Um, just because of the sense of satisfaction you get once it's done, because you will constantly, and I've done that for the last sort of couple of weeks, just trying to kind of do that. And it does, it has made a, a real difference just doing it. 
um, getting out of the way and then having a bit of a stream because a lot of the jobs after that are quite kind of easy ones. Um, and, and a lot of it is just, a lot of the jobs aren't necessarily hard. They're just time consuming. Yeah. Um, and especially like, you know, doing sort of GS, um, there is a, which people don't see, do you know what I mean? There's a, a lot of admin involved in it and a lot of emailing and a lot of kind of pimping for, for kind of, you know, new work and stuff like that. Um, and finding the time to do all that while keeping an eye on the website, trying to tidy that up where you've got the time to do that and trying to think up ideas to sort of be it generate, you know, more traffic to the site and stuff like that. Like you say, it's a, the days where it feels like I've literally got another two full-time jobs on top of obviously, you know, doing the podcast and editing the podcast. Um, and your actual full-time job. And my actual full-time job. Um, and obviously, you know, my home life as well, you know, the fact that I am actually married and I'm not living on my own. You know, how, how do um, you manage that? How do you manage to to get your home life in? Because, like, I know it's it, it's vital. It's something you need to do. Um, but personally, it's like, well, I I always take a Wednesday night off, um, and I'm always really sort of careful to sort of say to my wife, you know, well, I, I don't know, just sort of making sure that she's okay. But I I I can never put to one side the thought that, well, shit, I'm spending a hell of a lot of time focused on this. Yeah. Am I causing damage over here? So, so what are your what are your tactics? What do you do? Um, I well, for a start, I mean, Sue is quite busy herself anyway in the evening yeah. sometimes with very things. So, I think straight away if she says she's going to do something in the evening, I would try to then go right. I'm going to do some stuff in the evening myself. Doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes I end up sitting and gaming or just sitting on my lazy ass um, while she's working. Um, but you know. Um, the biggest thing for me, it might not always seem it, but this thing is like, Sue's like the priority. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't really do, uh, I don't necessarily take a specific day off. It's just in my mind, it's like Sue's the priority. So whatever I'm doing, if I need to spend time with her, then I'm going to go and spend time with her. That wasn't always the case. You know, sometimes I did sort of just, I, I think one of the things well, I used to have my own, um, room, my own sort of office. Okay. And wherever we used to live, I always had this big thing about needing my own little space. And I think that just comes from sharing a room with like, um, two brothers, mm. um, until I was like, well, until I moved out really. Um, and you know, having this desire to have your own space that you can call your own, have all your geek stuff up there and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but I kind of then got to a stage like where I kind of thought, I actually don't need to have that. That's just me. I didn't need to have it. I could leave that room we could use that room for something else which at the moment it's got gym stuff in there um and i've now i've now moved my computer downstairs into the living room where our tv is where our kind of area is so that kind of means sometimes that i can still do stuff if Sue's going to watch something and i'm still in the room yeah i'm not locked away in the room upstairs because yeah um and the physical presence i think does make a lot of difference but also i know for me in terms of my writing which is what it's my it's my writing where i really need to have my own peace and quiet geek syndicate doing stuff like that i can do that pretty much anywhere um but writing i like i like to be on my own not necessarily my own space but be on my own but i get that because the time i get up in the morning sue's not up so those two hours they're two hours completely on my own downstairs so effectively, for those two hours, that room becomes my office anyway. Yeah. You know, so um, that's worked out uh, quite well for me. And it doesn't. It's not going to work for everyone. It's not a um, 
you know, it's not like a template or anything like that, but I, I think it's, it's different things with different people. And that involves you kind of talking to your other half and sort of finding out what's going to work for the both of you, you know? Um, but like I said, Sue's really, Sue's really busy herself and sometimes she'll go away, you know, she'll be away on a Saturday or something like that. And sometimes she'll work on a Monday evening. And then I, again, I try to sort of say to myself, right, in those times, I'll try and do some work. Again, doesn't always work out that way. Um, but the, you know, the, the flesh, the, you know, it's, it's, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak sometimes. Um, cause it's far easier to go, I could just put a game on for two hours while she's out. Um, but yeah, I just, yeah, I just sort of think, I, I think now as well, I just, I, I, I suppose I'm not as obsessed over it all as I used to be, I, I think, which is a, both a good and a bad thing. Um, priorities do change, don't they? Yeah. You know, as, as time goes by, I can, I can kind of remember sort of going through phases where actually I'd be playing computer games a lot, or I'd be reading a lot, or I'd be watching movies a lot. Yeah. And when I'm in the editing zone, when I've got sort of a big project like this Twisted Earth going on, Really, when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I'm thinking of is that project. When I come home from work, like I, I want to spend family time. But as soon as uh, like my daughter is either on like her late night telly night or if she's in bed or whatever, I'm immediately right. I've got to have a shower, refresh, and then boom, straight back onto the editing. Mm-hmm. And movies go to one side. I haven't picked up. I haven't played a game on the PlayStation or the uh, PC for flipping donkeys years. Yeah. Um, it, Things just completely reprioritize, and, and I guess it's hard for me sometimes because I'm sort of aware that I've let things slip. And I'm yeah. really conscious not to let my marriage or my or my daughter slip, but other things slip. And so every every so often, it's a case of, right, take a step back, look at what's going on, talk to Clover about it. You know, right, are things going okay? Communication, you know, mm-hmm. um, and if things are starting to go astray, you know, it's like we'll have to refigure it out. And, yeah, I mean, go on. No, no, you finished, mate. I was just going to say, to be fair, she's been incredibly supportive over this whole thing. You know, the, um, I think a lot of a lot of people they like to sort of um, to talk up sort of the amount of stuff that they've done or they've sort of pushed through and achieved creatively speaking. Mm-hmm. But it it can often be the the only time the only reason that happens is because they've got this whole network of people around them that are supporting them and helping them. Yeah. And I can't talk up enough how much Clover has been supportive in, in my creative endeavours. Um, uh, it's just fantastic. It's amazing. I, I, I don't know where that's going or why I'm drifting now. <laughs> Stacey, how are you? <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> she, look, she just gave me that look as if to say, like, help me. Yeah. Oh, shit, I have to talk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to go back to sleep? I wasn't asleep anyway, um, but but being asleep would be a fucking dream right now. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> oh, heavens so, to Betsy. I, I'm not going to see you this year, dude. I'm I'm not going to Thought Bubble. Oh, nobody's going to Thought Bubble this year, bunch Bubble. of bastards. Oh. Like, come on. I know, but I, I, I said to myself at the start of this year, I was going to um, swear off conventions this year. Entirely. Um, entirely. So, I mean, um, I've, have I done any? I don't know if I've done any. I was saying that, I mean, Dave and I are doing, um, the ice convention mainly because we got asked again to sort of host panels there. But okay. that's, that's literally it. Um, just because I wanted a break from it and I went to sort of try and refocus myself on what I wanted to do. 
Yeah. Um, but it is that difficulty because, you know, there are times where I've, I've sat and asked myself the question, should I still be, you know, people listening that, you know, work for G- GS, I'm not saying this to, you know, scare anyone, but should I still be doing GS in terms of, you know, because it, it does encroach on my time to write and stuff like that quite heavily. So should I, should I be really thinking about that? But then I kind of just think, well, if, the, if life is too short and I've really learned that lesson. Um, and if there's something you want to do, then do it. And if it means that there's, I don't know, you've got to make sacrifices to do things and, you know, do it. I think I've got the time to do both things and I, I enjoy doing both things. And I think one of the, the one thing I enjoy most about GS, if GS was just the podcast and just Dave and I, mm. um, A, it would be easier to manage anyway. <laughs> um, but B, it would be easier for me to turn to Dave and have a conversation to sort of go, look, do we want to keep doing this? Blah, blah, blah. But with GS, because we've got so many great people writing and working for GS and, and doing great stuff and I'm, I'm able to send them to do great things... I kind of feel like I can't close up shop because mm. of that. Do you know what I mean? So, but that's also your support structure, isn't it? That's also yeah. It, it becomes self-supporting. You have got so many people watching your back, supporting you, supporting each other. Yeah. That actually, you can throttle off a bit from what you're doing to focus on the other things, and it will still keep ticking over. Yeah, and that's as well. I'm a control freak, and that's the other. You know. <laughs> A lot, a lot of it. Well, no, yeah, it was, it's a fact. <laughs> but a lot of it is that, you know, a lot of those issues come from the fact that I'm a control freak and I don't necessarily like to hand over reins to people for things like that. Just because that, you know, it's that thing of like, I don't want to have to then check up. And I like to know that if, if I'm doing it, whether I do it or not, it means it's only, I'm the only one I've got to blame if it doesn't get done. Um, and it's, you know, and it's putting the fact on people knowing that everyone else has got a full time job as well. It's not just me. So it's my decision to, to sort of run GS and I don't always want to put that on other people to sort of go make sure you're doing this, that and the other and, and you know, scheduling posts and editing things and stuff like that. It's a, it's more of a kind of guideline for people to do, mm. but you know, it's got, but it's got to stop with me and Dave to kind of properly look into things and make sure things are getting posted and stuff like that. Mm. So yeah, so I mean, you know, and most of the time it's, it, it's fun, but every so often you do kind of ask yourself that question, what, what more could I do with my own creative stuff if I wasn't doing GS? But then you realise in itself, GS is our creative thing as well. So it's yeah. not like I'm not being creative. Um, but, you know, I just have to sort of learn to just, like I said, let go a little bit and do less. I, I, I do less posts now on the GS website because I spend so much of it doing the admin side of it and stuff. Yeah. So that's been a bit of a compromise that I've had to do. Um, it's, it's focusing your energy where it needs to be, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. For, not, not only for the project, but for yourself, for your own yeah. happiness. Yeah. I probably didn't help at all. <laughs> it's just sat there sort of gone I like, definitely haven't helped at all. Well, yeah, well, that, that, that went without saying, Stace, but I'm, um, I'm grateful for you to say it. That was, yeah. that was a good yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to acknowledge I've been shit for a good hour now. <laughs> Mate, you, you've been doing this for 22 hours, something like that. You, well, I mean... Total to a break. I mean, so have I. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, but, but you, you know, operate on we, less sleep than me anyway. <gasps> we, we expect great things from you, Barry. <gasps> How dare you? You don't expect great things from me. I you. take umbrage. Stay I safe. take umbrage a little bit too. I do take... I, well, I expect, I expect great things from everyone. Have to break friends and alienate them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> 
Boom. Yeah, yeah. Cheers, Dion. Oh, I feel awful now. It's what he does. Two years. Ice? I'm just going to Thought Bubble and London Film and Comic Con next week, the week after. Are, we, are you, are you, are you just going? Is. Yeah, yeah. Um, just because I want to go and pounce on Keith David and be like, I love you. Oh, yes. Yeah, you did say, um, yeah. And then also Apollo Creed's going to be there, so I might love him too. Well, the actual Apollo Creed? Yeah. Oh, is he? Carl Rivers? Yeah. Yeah, but it depends on how much money I've got because he's, um, his signatures are a bit more expensive than Keith David's. Uh, do you know how much they are? I think, I think they're about 40 quid, which is a lot for a squiggle on a bit of paper. Yeah, oh, my is. God. Even from Apollo Creed. My teeth feel furry. Thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. An hour and a half. An hour and a half. Yeah. I know. Uh, two of the most. Two of the most like guests I'm most scared of as well. Oh, you <laughs> well, well, well. Given the fact these are you're, you're going to have to step up a notch now. You, I don't you, know if I can. You can. Well, it's not. Even, it's not. Even, it's not even like you can. It's like you're going to, woman. <laughs> You, you need to Thanks. get down, do, do a few press-ups or something, or something. Get the uh, get the blood pumping. Squat, that's what you were saying you were going to do before. I have zero squats. upper body strength. All right, 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 roll around. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, roll, just roll around. That'll wake you up. Roll around. <laughs> Can't weigh it on the table and knock myself out. Yeah. Do that thing you see in films where they kind of roll around like they're running in a circle. Do that. that cool. Yeah. Um, nah, you're right. Okay. <laughs> Just for an ask. Oh, Dion, it's been lovely talking. Well, listening to you because I haven't really said any words. Oh, no, um, it's been it's been really yeah. nice to chat to you guys. I'm sorry you're you're in such a state of disarray at the moment. So. <laughs> I really am. When, I really am. When you feel better, give it a week or so. We'll have a, we'll have a chat on Skype, just the two of us, eh? Yeah, let's do let's do a proper one. Oh, <laughs> what are we talking about? Oh, I was insightful and, and asked searching questions and probing questions and all sorts. You were. But kind what I'm of. saying is, I dropped the ball. <laughs> nah, you didn't. I've dropped the ball. <laughs> no, she didn't. She set, she set all this up. She's been awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. been hard, man. It's Sorry? been really hard. You, you, you people ignore you a lot, I've noticed, and that's... Sorry? If people ignore you a lot, I've noticed, when you try and organise something like this, and it makes you quite sad mm. and frantic when it's like a week before and you've still got like three hours left to fill. You're like, ah, someone help me. Yeah. <laughs> we, rifted, we rifted nearly an hour, though, didn't we? We did. Yeah. We did. Sean feels really bad about that too. Does he? Yeah, yeah, he does. Quite, quite bad. Um, anyway, That's all right, Sean. Don't worry about it. Say me. goodbye to Dion, um, so he can get back curled up in his little sofa. Bye, Dubai. Dion. All right, thank you guys. so much for all the support you've given us online. Yeah, no thank you. Cool, guys. No yeah, cool. cheers, buddy. Enjoy your last hour and a half, and then enjoy. The <laughs> yeah, I well, I'll right enjoy my trip back to Northampton, but yeah. Uh, yeah I thought you were going to London. No, hopefully not. Let's hope not, eh? <laughs> fingers, fingers crossed, eh? No, I'm no, I won't. It'll be fine. It's all good. Oh, well, I, it's all good. I'm going to keep listening in. So no, no, no dirty bound, bad mouthing me after I've gone. Okay. <laughs> all right. We'll, we'll, do, we'll do it before you go. Fucking do War twats. Yeah. <laughs> I am. All right. See you, dear. Bye.
stay up with the Just reset.